Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. If you dial in toll-free, you can bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Dale. And Mark. And we invite you to our website where you get to control the content of the website. If you see something online that you think is interesting, you can submit it to freetalklive.com. It'll come up as one of the many stories in the queue. You can vote on whether you like or dislike uh, different people's suggestions and the most liked. Make it to the front page and the top of the website at freetalklive.com. So feel free to head on over there and to get interactive. Now then, uh, there is an update and it's uh, to a, a case regarding a man who we've been following for a while on this program, and this is not a happy update. It's about Julian Heiklin. He is a 79-year-old man who has been, I think, one of the preeminent uh, voices out there in the liberty movement, getting the word out to folks about the Fully Informed Jury Association, about jury nullification. The Fully Informed Jury Association at Fija.org, F-I-J-A dot org, is an organization that exists to promote the concept of jury nullification. It is a, a very, very old right uh, that people have within this this Western governmental system that uh, has been obscured. It has been shoved under the rug by the so-called justice system because it's a threat to the government's power. It's basically the fourth check and balance on the government's actions. And the idea was that if the legislature, legislative types and the executive branch uh, were to be passing and then enforcing a really bad law, that individuals who would be called onto a jury would be able to be presented with that law as part of the trial, and they would be able to vote not guilty based on their understanding of whether they like the law or not, whether the law itself, uh, in their opinion, was a good or bad thing, not just whether or not the law was broken. And so jury nullification is an incredibly powerful tool that uh, people who believe in good and people who believe in Helping others who have not harmed others, people that have been aggressed against by the government, people been uh, kidnapped and silly nonsense uh, by silly nonsense law enforcement uh, actions like the war on drugs, which, of course, is not very silly, I suppose. It's very dangerous and it hurts a lot of people. But if people were to use jury nullification in those instances, then those people wouldn't have to go to jail and it would essentially be a way to overturn the laws in that instant uh, and in the courtroom, and if people started using jury nullification, then people wouldn't have to go to jail who didn't harm anybody else, or few, far fewer people would be going to jail in those circumstances. And then the government would realize, um, hopefully, that what they're doing is, well, futile by charging people with these crimes when they can't get a conviction from anybody. So jury nullification is an incredibly uh, great idea, and it's important to get that information out into people's hands. And uh, Ju- Julian Heiklin has been doing this for quite a while. He's, as I mentioned, 79 years old. Uh, this guy, he is amazing. He's an amazing activist because Julian Heiklin doesn't have kids. Well, he's got kids, but they're all grown up. So he doesn't have any kids at home to take care of. Julian Heiklin doesn't have a job that he needs to show up to uh, on Monday morning. Julian Heiklin could get fired from for having an opinion. Yeah. Julian Heiklin is a great activist because he's got nothing as far as civil disobedience is concerned, as far as standing up for freedom, because he's got nothing to lose. He's an old man. He's in the. Don't say that. 
just because you're old, you don't have anything to lose. But I understand what you mean in the sense that he doesn't have he doesn't have to worry about losing his job and stuff. He's he is at this point retired, so he doesn't have to worry about things like losing his job. He doesn't have the like primary that. objections that most people have yeah. to uh, and, doing. And these are things that he's, he's taking care of, like he said, largely like said himself. You yeah, know, I mean, Ian's yeah. really only uh, repeating the things that he said himself. Okay. Yeah, was it Julian Heichlin who uh, who kind of speculated that or, or wished that there were more people his age in the yes, movement? Yes, that was Okay, him. that's what I thought, because I agree with him. Uh, people in that age bracket standing up against the government is an incredibly powerful thing. It makes for amazing uh, coverage, video footage. I mean, this is a man who is arrested for, let's be clear here, he's arrested and kidnapped in many instances has been arrested a bunch of times over the last just the last couple of years. He's arrested for handing out flyers in public places, usually in front of federal courthouses. And as and an usually, addition, uh, it's you know they they find later that it's it's legal to do such a thing, mm-hmm. but you know they hassle him anyway. But they've been after him uh, big time because he just keeps coming back. Usually, when you arrest somebody. They kind of get the message that this becomes a little uncomfortable. The jail time sucks. Uh, it's hard to be away from your, your friends and family. It's hard to be away from your career. But Julian just keeps coming back. He keeps going from courthouse to courthouse to courthouse and continues to be arrested. And he's just an incredibly brave guy. And he's a real, I think, inspiration, hopefully, to a lot of people. Unfortunately, he's been arrested again, this time not at a courthouse, this time in his own home. And under the mode of deception. So the latest information coming from tyrannyfighters.com. Also, the folks over at copblock.org have a write-up on this. According to Tyranny Fighters, which I believe is actually Julian's website, 7.20 in the morning, just spoke with Julian Heichlin's wife, uh, Susan. This is all likely the result of a bench warrant issued after Julian failed to appear in an arraignment after being charged for jury tampering. Now, it's my understanding that is a federal charge that they've come after him with, and they wanted him to report to their court, but they were kind of screwing him around or something. I remember the, I don't recall the exact details, but he was basically just fed up with their crap, and he said, yeah, screw this. I'm not going to your your kangaroo court hearing, basically. And of course, uh, as, as is proven every time when somebody doesn't show up, when they send you a little piece of paper demanding that you show up, they, they do end up sending men with guns after you. And that's what they did in this case. So at 6 a.m. this morning, a Tinek, New Jersey police officer knocked on Heikland's front door. At the time, only one of the Heikland's daughters was awake and in the shower. Her children, her children, nor Julian or Susan, heard the knocking. An officer knocked sufficiently loud and got the attention of their daughter, who put on a robe and went downstairs to answer the door. She asked what the reason for the police's visit was, and she was told that their car had been broken into. Which, by the way, is the same excuse, if I'm recalling correctly, that they used to get uh, Barry Cooper's wife, Candy, outside of their home in Texas. They lied and said something about, your car's been broken into and we need to do blah, 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 blah. Whatever. Not true. Man. No one was broken into. They just used that as a ruse to get you to open the door. So what do you say in those circumstances? If somebody, if, if a cop comes to your door and says, hey, your car's been broken into, I mean, it's going to be your immediate reaction to say, oh, no. Show me. What do you do in that circumstance? That's a good question. I don't know what... um, And there are no repercussions, obviously, when they turn out to be lying just to get you outside. Right. No, no. They they can say just about anything to get you to uh, show up where they want you to show up. But you lie back to them and, oh, boy. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Not my car. I drive a bicycle. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I don't know, Mark. That's a good question. Maybe simply ignoring it would be a good idea because what, what good is the cops? What good are the cops going to do in that circumstance? They'll write, they'll write up some forms for you. Right. Yeah. That's what I mean. What else are they going to do? <laughs> and then they'll never catch the person. And yeah. if they do, they'll punish the person, which won't do anything to restore your car. So, but you should feel better because someone else suffered because of that. Well, you um, at, at, you need that that form in order to get your insurance to pay too. So that inform uh, is that form tends to be important. Hmm. So she asked what the reason for the visit was, and she was told their car had been broken into. Four federal officers, probably working for the Federal Protective Service, then entered the home. Three men and one woman. They instructed Julian's daughter to stay downstairs and leave the door open. She requested that she be allowed to change, given she was still wet from getting out of the shower and standing in front of an open door, but was refused. She requested they do what they were going to do quietly so as not to wake the children. They went to Susan and Julian's room and woke them and placed Julian under arrest. Julian was generally compliant at first. They allowed him to go to the bathroom and put clothes on. Julian then asked for their names and badge numbers, to which they generally seemed to comply with. But Julian, when he requested a pen and paper to get it in writing, they refused. The females for, uh, female's officer's first name is Jennifer. When they refused, Julian went limp to the floor and became unresponsive in protest, as he has been known to do. Uh, this That's is, his system. This is typical when he is arrested by the police. And as a result of him being unresponsive, they called for an ambulance. He was taken to a hospital when he was released, was expected to be taken to the U.S. District Court of the Southern District of New York in New York City. 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line is the Fed's crackdown on a near 80-year-old man for handing out flyers. It's Free Talk Live. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Sign up at hostgator.freetalklive.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at hostgator.freetalklive.com host you. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves, dial in toll-free, and take uh, take control here. Bring up anything that's on your mind, 1-800-259-9231. And joining you this evening, it is Ian. And Dale. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We have got a lot of features there, and they include the Shrine of Female Listeners, with dozens of ladies that have taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing their listeners of this program. You can see what I mean by going to shrine.freetalklive.com over there. And if you're a lady listener, you can get details on how to be part of the Shrine. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. LearnLiberty.org is a new site featuring libertarian talks and lectures on a variety of topics. It's a great way to explore new avenues within the libertarian perspective, brush up on political, economic, and philosophical terms like public choice and confirmation bias. More videos are being added daily. Go there and check out uh, Professor Anthony Davies' uh, show, show just how bad our government debt really is. Professor Stephen Horwitz and Josh Hall provide a satisfying yet sympathetic answer to are the rich getting ri- richer while the poor get poorer? That's the lectures that you wish they taught you in school. It's learnliberty.org. All right, so 1-800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. Uh, we are reporting to you on what's going on with Julian Heiklin. He is unfortunately in the custody of the federal gang 
they have decided to take him from his home and uh, then take him into custody. And how long he will be in custody is unknown. The reason for this is because he did not appear at some sort of court hearing for some other BS nonsense trial regarding uh, tampering with a jury or something like that. They're charging him because they don't like the fact that this this old man, 79 years old, dares to defy the federal government and all of its authority and power and control, and he hands out flyers talking about jury nullification in front of federal courthouses. He is like, you know, a very important person to these federal goons. They've sent multiple officers to his home to apprehend this man at six in the morning. And they lied, of course, to get their way in. They lied about a, a car uh, being broken into in order to force their way uh, into this man's home. So they probably didn't have a search warrant, and they needed some way to get in. Yep. So uh, anyway, there's uh, there's not much more here to go on. We know he's still in their custody. At least that's our understanding. Uh, Pete Eyre from LibertyOnTour.com has been making phone calls all day long, uh, attempting to track down Julian to find out uh, you know about him. Where is where is he being held? What's going on with him? Is he okay? Just trying to let these uh, his federal captors know that people on the outside care about him. And there are details on what Pete's been up to over at CopBlock.org. Uh, it is not the it's not the top story at CopBlock. It's in the quick hits over on the right hand side. Uh, Julian Heiklin arrested in his home uh, this morning. You can go there to get details on what Pete's been up to, the phone numbers he's been calling, the the you know the bureaucrats he's been speaking with, and and what he's learned currently. Uh, we do believe that he is still in federal custody, and there's no um, estimated time as to if they're going to be releasing him or anything like that. I mean, he he was a naughty boy. He he refused to show up for their court date. Well, I think we know how that's going to go generally. I mean, this it's not a big surprise that if you don't show up for their court date, that you're gonna you're, the the law is going to be visiting your house, and it doesn't really even matter why. It doesn't matter if it's a a parking ticket or or you know felony one murder. That's going to happen. Yep. So, uh, so just yeah, pay attention to that. Maybe the best place to go in this case is tyrannyfighters.com. That is Julian's own website, and he has people on the outside who are able to update it in his absence. So that may be the the central location for people to get the latest information on this. And of course, as we hear more, we'll certainly bring it to you. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one is the SACL CAI toll free line. Let's go to the phones and the fun, and then we'll tell you about uh, a police officer who. You'd think would be the last person to fall for the sovereign citizen scam. We'll explain what that means here in a moment. Uh, and it's from our hometown, actually, Mark. Hmm. But first, we go to Ryan in Iowa. Ryan, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Hey, what's up, guys? How you doing tonight? What's on your mind tonight, Ryan? Oh, geez. I'm trying to think of where I left off the last time I talked to you guys. Um, yeah, you guys remember me, don't you? Ryan Michael Style. That's correct. Yeah. You're the guy who yeah. uh, was apparently, I guess, you had a tough time in the military. Uh, you didn't really care too much for it, but they wanted you in. And uh, There was some allegations that you lied about being a veteran and bilked people out of uh, thousands of dollars or something like that. Exactly, exactly. And, and you're that saying that's all... not true. No, yeah, yeah. Let me just, yeah, that's that's all in the past now. This That crap was all two years ago. I got all my charges were dismissed. And but I mainly I've been talking to my military buddies lately. My was actually at the Pentagon um, on 9/11, and that's what I'm calling about tonight. Is to give through my own independent investigation 
and from all my military buddies who were very basically involved with 9-11. The inside jobbers are halfway right. You claim that you were, wait a minute, right. you claim you were at the Pentagon? No, not me, not me, oh, my okay. cousin Pat. He was in the army, and he. This is just what he told me. I'm not sure if I, I just I don't hold this at face value. But basically, okay, this was my own through my own independent investigation. And in case no one has, in case my, anybody in our audience hasn't heard enough about 9/11 in the last ten years, <laughs> now here's Ryan well, Michael Stein with his but, viewpoint. But I bet you guys never heard this one. Okay. Let's hear it. If if the if the quote unquote how much are we terrorist, on this? <laughs> how much are we, if no, the quote unquote <laughs> terrorist actually did want to completely you know, just get to us on 9-11. Everyone knew Bush was going to be at that elementary school. I mean, they had that stuff planned, what, like months in advance. All they would have had to have done was hijack the plane down in Florida and flew around into that elementary school. Yeah. Well, I, I was down there, at, you know, it was in Sarasota that this elementary school was, and I was living there at the time. I don't think I knew where he was going to be. I don't, I don't know that one necessarily knows in advance where the president's going to be, but um, I suppose it's possible. Okay. Now, I don't know, you guys have probably seen the Loose Change movies and Zeitgeist, Zeitgeist and all that, but you remember? did you remember uh, the one part where after the Pentagon was hit, supposedly, by the one flight, they what was it, CNN or ABC News caught on camera one of those doomsday planes that was, like, you know, flying over the Capitol, which is restricted airspace. A doomsday so, what? That, well, I'm pretty sure it's in one of, it was either in Loose Change or Zeitgeist, but, like, it, they caught on camera uh, um, one of those doomsday planes. What is a doomsday like, you know, plane? Anything... Yeah, I, I need to know what this is, too, and I'm sure some of our listeners need to know. Okay, well, a doomsday plane basically is like, okay, if we're ever under attack, and basically it's like it's like secondary to Air Force One. If we're ever under, like, nuclear attack, that's basically what they first came, or, you know, started this whole project. is. And well, I'm Air Force sure One is the, the president's plane. So well, what is yeah, the yeah, is that, that a backup to get the president somewhere? Yeah, yeah. And you remember okay. how Bush was just like flying all around on nine eleven and Cheney was hiding, you know, in the basement of the Pentagon. So through what my military I have a lot of military friends, a lot of military friends. This is basically what we've come to. Okay, the tower hit by planes. That goes without saying. You know, because there was the one plane okay. that hit the only video Pentagon. Yeah, okay. So what me and my buddies have come to the conclusion of, it was a cruise missile that hit the Pentagon, but it was ordered, like, 9-11 was like an internal war between Bush and Cheney. Okay. And that's why even Thanks though... Thanks for the call. Appreciate cameras, it. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves. And I don't really care. 93? Don't really care what you believe happened on uh, 9-11, but, uh, you know, there you go. 800-259-9231. Free Talk Live. With so much economic confusion, who can you trust for straight talk? For years, author and investor Peter Schiff has been in the front of the pack, pointing out the insanity while offering real investment solutions. Now, all of Peter's videos, articles, and TV appearances are compiled into a free email. The EP Weekly Digest, which contains the fresh insights by Peter and other Europac voices, like the hard-charging Mike Pinto. To subscribe, please go to epweeklydigest.com, epweeklydigest.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free. Bring up anything. 
800-259-9231. That number is brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com, and you can enjoy the features on our site completely free. So head over there at freetalklive.com and enjoy different things like our archives. So if you've missed a moment of the show, you can just click and download. They're right there on the front page of the website, right there at the top. You can just uh, get them and go back in the archive section to go all the way back to late 2006. All free, courtesy of HostGator. Have you ever considered taking a case to court, but you didn't want to spend the money on a lawyer? Try Jurisdictionary.com. Jurisdictionary.com is a course for people without attorneys who have to know what it takes to win and for people with lawyers that want to minimize legal fees and maximize winning by knowing what needs to be done. It works for plaintiffs or defendants. It costs less than an hour with any good lawyer. And it's so easy, the average 8th grader could go through the complete 4-CD course in a single weekend. You can get it at Jurisdictionary.com. Jurisdictionary.com. All right, we go to uh, the phones here in just a moment. But uh, I wanted to... Mark, you got a fire call? Do you need to go or something like that? I don't know if our listeners... <laughs> Did you hear that? I don't, know if, I don't know if the listeners could hear that, but uh, there's like an alarm that went off there. Yeah, do, yeah, do I accidentally go? brought my uh, my Minotaur. No, okay. uh, you know, my, my deal with the fire department is, is that I go on calls that uh, come in before 4 o'clock. I see, okay. So, uh, yeah, Mark is a volunteer fireman in his spare time. So uh, I can't believe that I finished that live read. You did a good job. While man. that thing was going yeah. off, I was, I was switching it off. impressed with the multitasking yeah. you were yeah. doing. Yeah, I, <laughs> you are an impressive guy. Cannot, I will well, give you that. I've done that read many times, and I've got to say that the you know if it, if it wasn't for the practice, I probably wouldn't hey, have Hey, jurisdictionary folks, he, this guy, you know, he really put out for you. So, <laughs> so uh, before we go on with the calls, I thought, it, I, I thought that what I said in the last segment deserved a little more explanation as far as why I don't care... Uh, what you really believe happened on 9-11. We just had a guy call in to explicate his uh, opinion on you know, what his beliefs are based on knowing people in the military. Allegedly. Yeah, you sounded really short with the fella. Yeah, well, I was done with it. Uh, so he you know, presented this idea that, okay, it was planes that hit the... It was planes that hit the, the, the towers, and it was a cruise missile that hit the uh, the Pentagon, which, of course... Is, 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 He's planted a meme now, too. Uh, now there's going to be people researching the battle between Cheney and Bush. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was one that we've heard before. In fact, I'm oh, really? a fairly popular. I think I, I heard it from suggestion. him, I think. I, I, don't know. I think I think I recall his specific call suggesting something like that before. So you're wrong. We didn't bet any money on it like I wanted to. Oh. He said we hadn't heard it before. Well, I've certainly <laughs> so. heard it uh, you know, in the past. Uh, people have called and said cruise missiles and things like that. But, the reason I know, don't care. Know the battle between Bush and Cheney, though? Like I don't know Bush anything was... about the battle between no, Bush and Cheney. That one might have been new. I don't but know. The, but that the caller has missile called part. before about Bush and Cheney. Okay, so here's the part that's offensive about it, all right? Okay. Like, there were hundreds of people who died in those four airplanes that hit those buildings on 9-11. And some of the family of some of those people are probably pretty offended by the idea that you're suggesting that their family, A, didn't exist, or B, has been, you know, shucked off to some island, Tahiti, to live the rest of their life in silence, or what, or whatever, atomized or on the way killed. through the, the metal detector. I don't know what, what it is that they... There's they, never an explanation for what happened to the people that were supposedly in the plane that everybody says, uh, that, that believes the stories was a cruise, cruise missile. There's just no, there's no explanation. Right, they just disappear. Yeah, they never existed. So, uh, so the reason I don't care is because it doesn't matter to me. I, it does not matter to me what the real story is behind 9/11. It doesn't matter to me who killed John F. Kennedy, and it just, it doesn't matter to me, you know, whatever the truth is behind your, you name whatever popular conspiracy theory. But it doesn't change my views about the government. No, and I, and and I find that 
uh, there's a, maybe a very, very tiny fraction of people. I keep hearing this a lot that it's going to be the it's going to be what wakes people up. And, and no, it's not. It, it's not that thing because I, I know I understand the I understand the mindset. But the thing is, you're either preaching to the converted, you're preaching to the choir. Or you're speaking to people who are immediately dismissive of you. I don't. There's very well, few in between. There might you might yeah. catch a few, but I I really don't think you're going to get many people who are going to be like, oh, well, now I realize the government's evil. But if you are one of those people that was converted by the conspiracy theory story, no one can tell you that the conspiracy theory story is not uh, you persuasive. Know, motivational. Yeah, persuasive. You, you, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that, to There's them, no doubt. Those that's people just exist. The truth. We know those people exist. They've called the show before, and many of them, thankfully you know, have been brought on board uh, into the liberty movement and didn't go down the conspiracy rat hole. Uh, instead, they, you know, stayed in the world of, of sanity, basically. And and so I know those people exist, Dale. I just don't know how, like you're suggesting, I'm not sure how many of them there are out there. And for me, it's certainly not, it's certainly not approach that works for me, from, the, what, from my you, perspective. I mean, and don't you think that the the bulk of them have been converted by now? Like we're, there's not going to be that many more people after that are a suddenly, decade almost. Yeah. yeah, like like if you've if you've you know at this point people are dismissive of you and and not for the reasons that I'm dismissive of them. Like I'm dismissive of them because again I'm like you I don't care. Well, there's always it doesn't a change. New... I already think the government's evil, so it doesn't you know. But there's always a new conspiracy theory to t- titillate the palate of somebody who might be interested in the conspiracy theory story. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's entertainment for them. I mean, this is a hobby. They they, they you know. This is, or, or maybe it's more like an. I couldn't say. I it's mean, more I, like a an, obs, an obsessive compulsive disorder, maybe, and it's not so much entertaining, but just something they have to do. They have to go and research more and find more factoids right. and and accumulate factoids to enhance. They got to get to the bottom of it. They tell people. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. I don't think you can get to the bottom of it at this point. Um, I mean, you know, I think that they've they've pretty much at this point proven that the JFK assassination is not what it was uh, purported to be early on. There's uh, mm. there's several conspiracy theories that have been brought to light from decades ago, and it hasn't changed the world. It hasn't shown anybody anything. People are not motivated now uh, to do away with uh, this this you know monolithic intrusive government that uh, has taken over the world. If not, if nothing else, it's stronger. Yeah. So I'm not going to pander uh, to that particular viewpoint. Certainly, we'll allow it on the air, just like we allow anybody to call in with you know whatever it is they want to. But I'm not going to pander to it because I don't believe it will get us anywhere. And uh, you know, even if I thought that it would, I, I still. I still wouldn't. Uh, I, I don't think it does. It's, so it's not, it doesn't. It doesn't feel like the right way to to get where you're trying to go. Yeah. yeah. I, I think. I think you know an honest. I don't know. An honest pursuit of of. It's just. I, I'm not sure how to explain yeah, it, but it doesn't just, feel honest to to pursue that and try to. Get, get I you know a lot more, a lot of listeners by appealing to conspiracy theorists. Well, know? I can't You'll deny get all the same listeners that the other. You know, Alex Jones. Sure, and sure. Game. And, you know, to be fair, he's got a lot of listeners. So, I mean, maybe yeah. if we wanted more listeners, we should pander to it. But uh, I don't feel right about that. I, I yeah. don't feel uh, it just doesn't gel with me. So I'm just going to leave it alone. 800-259-9231. We'll continue to focus on real life examples. We don't have to speculate. 
and talk about some sort of mystical intrigue that's going on behind the scenes, Bush and Cheney fighting it out or whatever it is the uh, the story of the moment happens to be. We'll talk about real life examples of how the government hurts people and how that it creates unintended consequences uh, and that its programs harm the people that it intends to help and that uh, it just wholesale is slaughtering innocent people. It's ruining lives. We don't have to speculate to show these things. There are endless amounts of, of news stories in the, in the news every single week that make these points for us without any doubt. Where there is no one who can listen to it and say, well, that didn't happen. Or it didn't happen like that. No, no, these are you know, incontrovertible facts that we're talking about here. Like the police officer who is making uh, more than $80,000 a year for not working. I mean, that's a fact. That's a, that's a, something you cannot deny. It's from OrlandoSentinel.com. Officer Kevin Kilpatrick has, yet, uh, has not reported to duty for seven years, but has been paid over $550,000 in that period of time for not coming to work. We can tell you more about that here in a little bit. Let's talk to Tom in Virginia. Tom, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Dale and Mark. Hi, guys. I wanted to discuss the term unintended consequences and how I think it's bad for folks in the liberty movement to use that term because it deflects um, people from actually taking ownership of the bad policies and the bad choices that they implement. All right, I'd like you to get into more detail on that because I just used it a few moments ago. So uh, we'll, uh, we'll bring it back here in a moment, Tom, if you can. More with Tom in Virginia. Why is it bad to use the term unintended consequences? 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up what you want. That's, that's, this is something that matters. You know, Speaking correctly is important. Getting the words out. Getting the ideas out. The ideas of liberty. Communicating them effectively. Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated talk show on more than 80 talk radio stations from Alaska to Florida. We've been named to Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation twice. And the number one political podcast on podcastawards.com four out of the last five years. You can have access to our 80 plus stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for as little as $500 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free, take control of the airwaves, and bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. And joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Dale. And Mark. And uh, don't forget, if you want to support the show, you can do that in a bunch of different ways. One of them is by shopping with us through our affiliate links for Amazon. You go through shop.freetalklive.com. Whether you're in the U.S. or the U.K. or Canada or in uh, Germany, you can use Amazon. There are different links there for each one of those countries. You click into the one that's right for you. And then whatever it is you buy, when you click through that link, Free Talk Live will get a portion of the purchase. It's the same great Amazon with the same great uh, super shipping deals and prices and everything. Just head on over to shop.freetalklive.com and get your shopping done. Now, we uh, to, to, just to juxtapose things that I consider important on this program, we kind of trash-talked a little bit on the conspiracy theory world a little while back, pointing out that, to me, it doesn't really matter uh, what the truth of things like 9-11 is because, well, it the truth doesn't – whatever it is – doesn't really advance the ideas of freedom because even if we were to discover that you know one of these plots were true, uh, 
whatever the conspiracy theorists are promoting, that that doesn't actually advance people's understanding of what it means to be a free human being. It just gives them an explanation for a past event. It doesn't actually bring people to any real significant new conclusions about government because doesn't everybody already know that government is corrupt and government hurts people? Doesn't everybody already know this inherently, whether they want to admit it to themselves or not? So I like I'd to say they, they think the government is largely corrupt and that at times it hurts people. I, I like to focus on things that are tangible, things that are concrete uh, as far as news items are concerned. But aside from that, it's always nice to uh, to talk about better ways to communicate these ideas because they're the most important ideas of our time. And uh, and we need to get them out there in as effective a manner as possible. And so Tom is with us in Virginia with a suggestion uh, to that end. Tom, you're back. Oh, yeah, thanks. Uh yeah, the, the term unintended consequences, I feel, is something that has been used more and more often, and it's typically used in response to uh, people in the media discussing public policy. And I feel that it, it deflects blame. It, it deflects anyone from actually having to take ownership of a problem or a decision. And I think those in the liberty movement um, should stop using that term unintended consequence and just use the term consequence or as a result. Hmm. And then you can you know, describe why that consequence or result is there. What do you think? I, I, I you know, to some extent, um, I, I agree. I mean, I, like I see the point that you're, you're making. However, so take I, the war on drugs and... And we all know what people label as the unintended consequences of the war on drugs, the, the increased violence, the, um, the product increased cost. They, people tend to label this, oh, the unintended consequences, because it's good to keep people from drugs. Mm. Not a, it, however, you know, prohibition, the effects of prohibition have been known for, for centuries. It's not a surprise that there's an increase in crime. It's not a surprise that the price goes up. I think it's a surprise to some people. Yeah, people who haven't studied history, perhaps. Well, it, it might be, but I think for those you know folks that are in the liberty movement, it would uh, be nice to, to not use the term unintended consequences. I like where Tom's coming from on this. I think yeah. it makes sense uh, because it kind of presumes that the intentions were good in the first place. Well, you know, we had some really good intentions with this war on drugs, but we didn't intend for these horrible things to happen uh, because it was a good idea to try to stop people from, from taking drugs. I think Like it's just an oopsie. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. It's like in, improper planning. For example, in private enterprise, if you fail to plan proper, properly, you go bankrupt. Mm-hmm. And the government, when they fail to plan properly, you just get another law or some other, some additional policy to try to, you know, correct what's been corrected. And right. they, they never take what's off the books. And, and it's always like, oh, the unintended consequence. Well, it's, it's a bunch of BS, really, I think. Great point, Tom. And thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. So Tom just suggesting to call them consequences. And somebody I think in the past had suggested they uh, they be predicted or predictable consequences or something like that. Like, you know, we know what happens when you use force uh, against people that uh, things slip through your fingers, so to speak. Things happen um, that maybe you didn't expect. And I guess that's where the idea of unintended comes from. But I think he makes a persuasive point. Well, I, I think that 
when you're speaking to somebody about a point that they, uh, you know, they have an emotional investment in, it's it's best to be gentle with their feelings if you want to convince them that they might be, they might have a position that is somehow not completely thought out. So, you know, it one of the dangerous things is essentially pointing out. Pointing your finger at them and going, you and your stinking ideas, they have consequences and those consequences are blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, what what our role currently is, is to educate people. Well, you could always say, well, maybe you didn't realize this, but some of the things that happen as a result of the war on drugs are this and this and this. I don't know. I, I I don't think it's a bad suggestion at all. I don't think it's a terrible suggestion. I see the Maybe point. Maybe didn't anticipate this, but some of the consequences are. Yeah. And they are predictable in many cases because we've observed over the over the past how these things happen. Uh, 1-800-259-9231. Prohibition always works in the exact same way as far as what the consequences are. So, yeah, they, they are entirely uh, predictable. And uh, we continue here with your thoughts at 800-259-9231. Michael is in Ohio. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Michael. How you doing? Hey. Listen, you know, I was just calling to say that, you know, I feel a little bad for Julian. Um, I know where he's coming from. He can remember when gas was the price on the right-hand side of decimal point. <laughs> <laughs> Julian Heiklin, the eighty, nearly 80-year-old man who was arrested in his home today uh, because the federal government doesn't like him because he f- passes out flyers in front of courthouses. Go ahead. Correct. Correct. But if we're going to play their game, we have to play by their rules. He can't be out there and do that, and then when they say, okay, you have to come to court, and then decide, I'm not going, because there's consequences to that also. No doubt. It seems clear. I'm, I'm pretty sure he knew what the consequences were when he uh, decided not to show up. Because you know, I was going to take a, a similar course of action here in my area, and I was um, told not to. So I've taken uh, a different approach and writing letters and showing up to different capital meetings and so forth. But um, you were told you, know, you were going to take a similar approach regarding w- what? Um, handing out flyers in front of the courthouse. Um, but you were told not to by court, whom? Uh, legal counsel. They told you not to hand out flyers because they figured you'd get harassed. Well, they figured that I wouldn't be in a position to handle the possible consequences, the legal ramifications mm-hmm. that might occur from that. Meaning you might lose your career or something like that? Like what, what exactly. was Exactly. I see. Yeah. Exactly. Isn't that lose sad? Isn't that I mean, hold on just a moment. Isn't it sad that somebody in America, the so called land of the free, is uh, is feeling like they can't hand out a flyer because they're worried that they might lose their career as a result of being arrested because they're handing out flyers. It's shocking. It really is. I mean, you know, if you if, when you put it in that kind of verbiage, it's shocking that here in America that people need to be so scared of their government, realistically so scared of their government that they can't hand out flyers on government property. And especially and we're talking flyers that are me, that are merely educational. You know, they're merely informing you about the nature of the law. And and that's what's really disturbing about it. They're not even like, you know, it's not like they're even proposing, you know. It's not jury tampering because it's not specifically saying you need to vote this way in this particular case. It just simply says you have the ability to vote for this reason if you would like. It It is an enlightenment to the jury of what their rights are as a juror. And the government finds that 
far more they threatening. They should be making it Hamburg. unnecessary. What they should be doing is informing jurors of this right at sure. every case. But yeah, well, that's I, not going to happen. Well, it's my understanding, uh, Dale, that <laughs> here in New Hampshire, some of the more liberty-oriented state representatives have introduced a piece of legislation that will mandate that all judges once again return to this behavior, which they supposedly I, I used I've to do. I've heard about that, and and I you know I hope that something comes of it. Yeah, me me too. I mean, I, I we'll see. Over time, certainly things are going to get better. I think in the political sphere here in in New Hampshire, and they're already moving slowly in the right direction. But that used to happen, as my understanding was back in the 1800s, at least toward the end of that uh, particular century, that those instructions were given to jurors. So it would really just be restoring uh, the way things were supposed to be in, in the courtrooms, with people being fully informed. Anyway, so uh, 800-259-9231, that's the SACL CAI toll-free line. The Fed's obviously very threatened in that particular case uh, with an 80-year-old man almost handing out flyers in front of their courthouses. They've uh, cracked down upon him. They came and raided his family's home this morning. 1-800-259-9231. We'll keep you informed as we learn more about that and what goes on there at 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. Cop getting paid to not work for seven years and even more on the way will allow you to take control of the airwaves bring up anything this is free talk live hour two is next you know the constitution like the back of your hand you've read books listened to podcasts attended lectures surfed websites and watched videos you've made liberty your life's goal but something seems to be missing Stickers from LibertyStickers.com. Exercise your freedom of speech with the world's most dangerous bumper stickers. That's LibertyStickers.com. But wait. There's more. You can buy Liberty Stickers wholesale. Get them for 99 cents each when you put 100 or more in your shopping cart in any combination. Sell them or give them away. They're great for gun shows, flea markets, fairs, outreach, and more. Earn extra money, promote freedom, and spread the word. Need custom stickers, labels, or decals for your organization or business? Liberty Stickers makes them. Go to libertystickers.com to order or call 877-873-9626. LibertyStickers.com, the world's most dangerous stickers. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Style in toll-free and take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. We are going to get back to your phone calls. If you're on hold, do be patient. We will get uh, get back to you. But we had a special guest scheduled here uh, from earlier this week, Mark. We had, yeah. We'd scheduled this, and normally we try not to do something in the smack dab in the middle of the show, but... He's a busy man, and we've got to fit him in when we can. Ted Anderson is with us from Midas Resources, which uh, you can visit through gold.freetalklive.com. You, you hear us talking about it pretty much every night on this program. It's a great opportunity to go and get yourself some uh, well-priced silver and or gold rounds. Uh, everything. Some of them are coins, some of them are rounds. Mm, this is true. And uh, they're, they're kind of a, an easy selection that uh, that we've made. Mark, you've been working with Ted to uh, to put different things up there. And and I think that it's it's somewhere I bought silver, uh, certainly, in the, in the past. And uh, some of the best prices on the Internet. Check around. Make sure. But uh, if you buy through gold.freetalklive.com, you can also know that a portion of the sale will benefit Free Talk Live. Ted, are you with us? With you, yeah, and I tell you, talking about uh, good prices, I told 
Kristen, who puts those prices, posts them in the morning every day, she came back to me this evening and she said, should I raise the prices because silver ran up so much? And I said, no, I'm going on Free Talk Live and I want these people to have all weekend to get a chance to buy it at the prices they were set before the run. So there it is. Yeah, the, the uh, I don't think of, there's anybody out there that has like those survival bags for less than that. I've checked. Nobody's out there. The survival bag is a thousand dimes with, what is it, 90% silver? 90% silver. You know, the funny thing is about those dimes, in 1965, the new dime, after they got rid of the silver dime in 1964, it took one dime to buy a dime at that time. One, one new... Uh, copper dime to buy a silver dime. It was an even exchange. Hmm. Now it takes 24 dimes to buy the same dime. And that's from 1964 to the year 2011. I don't think that trend is changing, hmm. especially looking at what's going on in Egypt right now and uh, and all across the Middle East. I mean, God knows how much that war is going to cost us if we get sucked into it. And, uh, you know, we're just broke. And it just seems like Washington, D.C. seems to want to ignore that fact and just turn on the printing presses. I guess that's a symptom of fiat money. When you give the politicians a printing press, they'll use it. Right. You it's- know, when I look at those uh, silver dimes, I love them because you can actually do business with them. If you're dealing with two people that understand that one of those dimes is worth about 250 or something, I, you know, I haven't done the math for one of them today, but uh, that they're worth about that. What is it, pre-1965? Those dimes? Yeah, yeah, pre-1965. Anything before 1965 is a silver coin. Yeah, After and- 1965, with the exception of the... Uh, of the half coin, um, the 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 Kennedy half was forty percent silver, and then they ended that that a little later. So that's right. So the and but you can do business with these things if you know if you're getting a ride from somebody or buying something small. These things are denominations that you can use. They're about two hundred excuse me two dollars and fifty cents a piece in value, mm-hmm. and you can exchange them back and forth. And they they there you can use them like currency when you get um there's a lot of uh you know rounds out there but you know one ounce rounds and you can get them point nine 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 nine. and i noticed you've got the lakota lakota nation silver Which is round a beautiful there. piece by yeah, the way. it is and uh we're supposed to get the mises round up there on the the website soon okay uh, so we'd mentioned that last night and i was surprised to not see it there so that's coming that's coming oh okay. that if, if it's not up there i'll have christian put it up there if you want to just call for it i it must be something that i missed i Cannot believe I'm looking at it right now. If that Mises coin isn't there, we'll get it there for you. Yeah, it's cool. Um, but you can and you can get those, and I think they're beautiful. I have lots of of uh, silver rounds. But what I really like about the dimes is that you can use them to do business. Some people want coins for as a hedge, uh, you know, sil- real metal as a hedge against inflation, and I think that the uh, the the big rounds are good for that. As are gold coins. Um, I'm personally a little uh, partial to silver these days, and it had a huge day today. Um, so some people want it as a hedge, hedge against inflation. Some people want it as barter currency. Some people want it in case the, the big one comes. And I'm not sure when or how the big one's going to come, but it seems to me in two out of those three circumstances that small denominations of, of what they call coin silver or junk silver – I hate the term junk silver, silver but some people use it and, and they're familiar with the term – What uh, those small denominations are awesome because you can trade them back and forth and stuff. And dimes sure? are really – Practical, portable size for carrying around in your small pocket, too. And completely recognizable. I mean, everybody knows if you have a pre-1964 dime, it's silver. And it's made by the United States Mint. I mean, there's no question about it, whether if it's real or counterfeit or anything. I mean, it's just a real dime. It's so easy to trade those, it's not funny. I mean, 
Uh, it's been uh, like the mainstay for the last 32 years since I've been in the business. People have been trading 90% bags or junk silver or circulated dimes like you say. It just makes sense. And by the way, I know I have them priced based upon 100 face or 1,000 dimes or 100 face value, but you don't have to buy that many. You can call that number on the website and say, hey, you know, I I can't afford it, Uh, you know, that many. Can I just pick up, you know, a hundred of them or Hmm. less? You know, if what the the problem is I need to send them registered and insured and uh, that's $21 minimum at the post office. So, but, uh, you know, so you want to make sure that you're spending, you know, something large enough so you're not paying too much in postage. Otherwise, like that uh, Creature from Jekyll Island book, I mean, I don't know how you can beat that. Well, having a silver dollar in there, and I'm delivering it for 31 bucks in silver right now, uh, had a high today of $32.92, almost $33 an ounce. I mean, this is the highest it's been since I seen it way back when, when Jimmy Carter was in office. And we had uh, really another economic meltdown at that time. It was all about inflation then. Um, boy, I tell you, things were a lot more secure then than they are today. And we've seen $50 an ounce for silver then. I don't know if we'll see that now. I know a lot of people are calling for it. Yeah. Well, well, you, you know, what, do you, what do you think about that, Ted? I, I mean, I know you don't want to go out on a limb or anything. Well, the news today is that uh, silver has hit a 31-year high, according to, uh, the I think, the Wall Street Journal. at uh, thirty-two closed at $32.29.8 today. Well, I can tell you this right now. It wouldn't be surprising to me at all at all to see silver at $50 an ounce. Uh, gold has already surpassed its last high, which was $800 an ounce. We're almost at 1400 right now. We're just short of that. Um, silver... Uh, you know, was at $50 an ounce. The Hunt brothers were in there manipulating and so on and so forth. But, you know, look at how much manipulation there was on the downside by the central banks. And anybody that's followed GATA uh, knows what's going on there. The central banks are trying to suppress the price of gold and silver, keep now, people in the paper money. Now, I think we've talked about how that's happening, but how is, for our listeners that maybe just be tuning in, how are they doing that? How are they attempting to well, suppress those prices? What they did what they did back in the 1980s is they were they were artificially keeping the lease rates low. In other words, the bankers owned most of the gold, and they were lending it to companies like American Barrick uh, and uh, letting them sell short their supply that they have in the ground. Uh, into the future, you know, so it would allow them to sell it off. And as long as the lease rates are fr- are pushed down, the uh, percentage of, that it costs to do that, to borrow that gold, to sell it into the future was lower. And it, and, and so they had this incentive to keep on selling and keep the market down. Well, you know, those companies really got stung when the market went up. I mean, quite, quite frankly, right now, Singapore was talking about how people are buying back their short positions. And that's why we had the gold or the silver market run today they're getting killed if you're if you're contracted to sell silver at $29 an ounce so to speak and you have to deliver that silver in let's say 3 months from now and you have to buy that position back when silver's at $33 an ounce $34 an ounce and you're leveraged 10 to 1 you really can lose a tremendous amount of capital a lot of money and uh, these central banks have been you know again they they're doing everything they can to try to 
keep people into the paper currency because that's their game. That's how they make money. The central banks like the like the Federal Reserve Bank, the Bank of England, the Bundesbank, all these different banks, uh, you know, the Japanese banks, they really want to keep people in their money because they can print it, they can make it, they can collect interest on it, they can control and, and influence politicians with this printing press that they have. Once people start to catch on to this game, they move away from it. They go to, you know, and, and they, don't, they don't want to do that. They want to keep people in the fiat money. Ted, can you stick with us uh, for a little bit? I still have another question uh, regarding price of silver. Sure will. All right, more here with uh, Ted Anderson. Maybe you've got a question as well. This guy knows, what, obviously, what he's talking about. He's been doing this for a long time. He's the head of Midas Resources. You can go to gold.freetalklive.com to order your own silver and gold. We'll come back with more. If you've got a question for Ted, dial in at 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zimpaks, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com this is free talk live and you can bring up anything you want just dial in toll free to take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231 though if you've got a question for ted anderson right now you'll be given priority because he is with us he is the president of midas resources and we're going to tell you a little bit more about that here in a moment but first your opportunity to go on a cruise that's right how does a cruise to bermuda sound how about a cruise to Bermuda with Stefan Molyneux, Wes Bertrand of Complete Liberty, and me? This cruise isn't just a convention on the water. It's an unconference where the event's what you want to make of it. The boat has an ice skating rink, rock climbing wall, miniature golf, and a heck of a lot more. The ship leaves Bayonne, New Jersey in November, but you've got to reserve your berth by by uh, March the 1st. That's the deadline. And the rooms are as low as $535, double occupancy. You don't have to have the whole thing to reserve your berth today. Go to cruise.freetalklive.com. You can just put 200 bucks down, and you're good to go. You can pay the rest by, I think it's August or something like that. Cruise.freetalklive.com. Ted Anderson is with us. Uh, Ted, are you there? What about that cruise? <laughs> <laughs> It'll be fun. Yeah. yeah. So we're talking about gold silver uh, people can go to gold.freetalklive.com and they can uh, place their order there through Midas Resources and Free Talk Live and uh, Free Talk Live benefits uh, through anybody that goes and shops through gold.freetalklive.com uh, but we've been talking about silver and how it's hit a 31 year high uh, i guess today at a $32 plus uh, closing price which is you know pretty tremendous i remember buying it and i'm i'm not very old and i remember buying it for $9 uh, earlier in the you know this last decade so it's really gone up just in my you know, just in the last decade of my life. And uh, you were explaining to us, Ted, some of the reasons, um, some of the, I guess, the shenanigans uh, that are going on with, with, with the central banks and other uh, big banking kind of money institutions, essentially kind of pulling a fast one to try to keep prices of silver and gold down. And I, I must admit, I was a little confused at the uh, what you had mentioned to us before, but we were short on time, so I didn't want to get uh, dig into why. But let me see if I, uh, we were talking during the break, and maybe I, maybe I understand it better. Let me see if I can recount it to you and can tell me where I'm wrong. But you were talking about how some of these big institutions are selling – was it selling gold that basically hadn't been mined yet? Yeah, yeah. Well, you can do that with farming too. I mean you can sell the gold into the ground. It makes sense if you have core samples, for instance, and you know how much gold you'll get from your ore – 
uh, the way a gold mine works is they actually have to move the ore, obviously dig the dirt out, and they put it onto a, a rubber pad. They, they, they sprinkle it with cyanide, and the cyanide dissolves the gold and the silver out of the ore, and then they have uh, the solution is then condensed into what's called a Dora bar, and then they re-refine it so the gold and the silver is separate amongst the other metals that have been leached out of that uh, ore. And so if you know how much gold you have in your ore, you have a pretty good idea what you're going to get. You can sell the gold before you even pull it out of the ground, but the way you do that is you borrow that gold. You you take it on loan from somebody else, and they actually charge what's called a lease rate for that. And the 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 community that's into leasing gold it really to the greatest extent is the central banks because the central banks hold on to the greatest amount of gold in the world they have the reserves because they don't trust each other with their paper currencies because they know each one has a printing press and it's really valueless to each other so what they if they're going to trade amongst each other with real collateral they trade with gold but they but in order to collect some money on this gold they can lease it out to Places like American Barrick, who needs to sell gold, and they want to have some cash to work with while their gold is still in the ground, they can actually sell gold, and then they don't have a naked position because they're expecting to pull it out of the ground and then and then deliver it. Um, the only problem is you're locking in at today's price. Uh, a year from now, if it's a long-term contract, the price may have risen, and you could have taken advantage of a much greater profit. It's kind of like trading a covered call. I don't know if you guys are into yeah. trading at all, but anyways, that's that's what that's all about. But I mean, so the bankers can manipulate. I mean, well, let's face it. That's what the Federal Reserve is actually instituted to do is to manipulate the marketplace, either raise or lower interest rates to stimulate the economy or slow it down. I mean, this, this is the function of the Fed. Well, part of what they have been doing is trying to suppress the price of gold and silver, keep it low, to divert people from going into gold and silver and keep them into cash, drive them into the market, the, the paper-type market instead. Unfortunately, or fortunately, however you want to take a look at it, that game is ending. They can't, they're losing uh, control of that market. And you, this run on silver is a perfect example of that. There were a lot of short contracts in the marketplace and now all of a sudden silver starts to rise and, you know, countries like Singapore are just going, forget it. We're just pulling out. We're going to, mm. we're going to cover our position. We're buying the silver back into the marketplace from the marketplace to cover the short position. Short selling drives the price down. So, okay. So, so let me see if I've got this straight then. Uh, they're, they're, they're these, you know, these big organizations are selling so, silver and gold. They don't actually have. And if they're able to do that, that means they don't, uh, you know, the, I guess that uh, the price doesn't necessarily rise because it's, it's, it's falsifying the supply and demand. There's not, you know, there's more, they're pretending there's more supply out there than there actually is yeah kind of like that except for they are actually selling silver because they're borrowing it from the bank and they're selling it into the marketplace you and i can sell silver short too i mean if we want to enter into a futures contract we can sell silver today and buy it back in the future and the reason why we do that is because we think thirty-three dollar silver is kind of high so we're going to sell it today even though we don't have it then wait for the market to come down, buy the silver at the lower price, and deliver it to that person that said that they would take that silver. 
That's how that's how it works. Or usually the contracts expire worthless because what you're going to do is you're going to trade this particular contract to somebody else who wants that position. That person then owns it and they trade it to somebody else. And these premiums rise and fall based upon whether if the contract is in the money or not in the money. It could be the reverse of that. And so the, it'll be sold at a discount or at a premium. And uh, usually they expire worthless and the, and the silver never trades hands. But that's how it's, the futures market It's all very right. confusing It's like me. a futures market. You know, if I, if I, Which I know nothing about. Well, well I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you. So um, I'm going I'm to make it easy, and we're going to talk about oranges real yeah. quicky. And if I give some money in the fu- in the orange, uh, the future orange juice market or whatever, mm-hmm. um, the basically the farmer is selling me oranges that he knows he's going to have because he produces oranges, and he's selling them to me now. I don't have them. I'm buying them in the future. That's why it's called a future market. Yeah. And then he will supposedly deliver them to me at the time. Now I'm in the futures market. I'm not in the orange juice business. I have no intention of collecting oranges because I don't want to eat that many. I just want to yeah. make some money. I think that it's going to be a good year or a bad year for oranges, and I buy and sell based on that. And so um, I'm speculating, and that's what it's called, speculation. And I then sell when it's, it's about time to be delivered, and then somebody who wants oranges buys, and they buy at the, the right time. And I and maybe you'll make money. make money or lose money, depending. So, the far, so really what Mark is hoping is that the price of oranges will go up by the time they're delivered. And what the farmer is hoping is that the price of oranges will go down by the time they're delivered, because he's already gotten a, a fixed price. And if the price goes down, well, then he's able to. He could even buy some oranges and turn around and sell them to Mark. And he already sold them for thirty dollars a bushel. And uh, I don't know what you call it. <laughs> I don't know if you call it a bushel, but you know, thirty dollars so. for a bushel of oranges. And maybe he's able to buy oranges for fifteen dollars and make fifteen dollars by the time it comes time to deliver the oranges. Now, that- Ted, isn't it also true that uh, that there are these big banks like J.P. Morgan that are selling silver on paper and gold on paper that they don't actually have either? That they're just basically selling on the hope that people won't try to cash in. Yeah, there's plenty of that that's going on. And then, if of course they they call it and they call it a force measure, force majeure. I think that's the term. And then they have to settle the contract or default, one of the two. But yes, way more silver sold than there is out there in the marketplace. I want to bring you back for just a little bit here. More with Ted Anderson. Do you have time, Ted, for just a little more? Sure. We'll be All right, happy to with, hang in there. Great. More with Ted in a moment. If you've got a question for him, now's the time because we're going to move on. We've got other people waiting patiently here at 800-259-9231. It's Free Talk Live. How does a cruise to Bermuda sound? How about a cruise to Bermuda with Stefan Molyneux, Wes Bertrand of Complete Liberty, and me, This cruise isn't just a convention on the water, it's an unconference where the event is what you make of it. The boat has an ice skating rink, rock climbing wall, miniature golf, and much more. The ship leaves Bayonne, New Jersey in November 2011. But you need to reserve your berth now. They're as low as $535, double occupancy. Go to cruise.freetalklive.com. Do it today, cruise.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves, 800-259-9231. If you've got a question for Ted Anderson, the president of Midas Resources, your call will be given priority at the moment because he's with us uh, to talk about the silver and gold situation here in this country. Coming up, by the way, your chance to win a two-pack of the Tota Sack. We'll uh, tell you more about what that is here in a little bit. And also want to invite you to our website at freetalklive.com where you'll find the features are free. The bulletin board system there allows you to interact with other Free Talk Live listeners. Go to bbs.freetalklive.com to do that. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. Jason Osborne from SACL CAI says buy gold and silver. 
See their banner at freetalklive.com, SACL CAI. All right, and that's what we're talking about right now, gold.freetalklive.com, where there have been some selected silver and gold pieces that uh, you've worked with Ted with, uh, Mark, to put up there at uh, you know fairly decent rates. And there's different choices up there, too, some a little more expensive, some a little cheaper than others. And, uh, Ted, are you still with us? Yep, I sure am, yeah. And, and by the way, those prices were marked this morning before silver and gold went up. I mean, I don't know where it's going to be on Monday for sure. None of us will. Yeah. But if you're interested in taking advantage of this little market move we've had, uh, you know, it's usually, you know, I mean, I, I know that I'm not going to be able to keep those prices there where silver is today. If it's on Monday when uh, silver opens up and we're still over $30 an ounce for silver, let's say 32 or right in that 31 something, the prices will be higher. That's for sure. Yeah. So, so if people, you know, what, what you're trying to say is if people want to get yesterday's price when silver shot up today, well, it's now's there. the time to go to gold.freetalklive.com and uh, take advantage of it. Absolutely. It's a bargain right now. And you get to use your credit card, too. That's the nice thing about it. So one of the things that was really persuasive, easily understandable, because I'm not a financial like expert or anything like that, but uh, I do understand some basic concepts. And if you sell something that you don't have as a bank, like gold or silver... Uh, what, and, to, and I've heard that they've done it to the point of 100 to 1, that big banks like J.P. Morgan have been selling silver on paper and gold on paper that they don't actually have in their vault. Like they've got one ounce for every 100 ounces that they have sold. Have you heard similar numbers to that? Because that sounds yeah, like – Yeah, you know, and I, and I read those and it's hard to really make sense of everything, you know, of the, of the whole deal. But yes, indeed – from what I understand, they have sold a lot more silver than there is silver available to be delivered. And they're, they're banking on the hope that's, that the people that they're selling this paper silver, they're basically selling a certificate to somebody saying, well, we ha- we're holding on to your gold for you and you have this amount. Um, but they don't. And people that have actually tried to cash these things in, in some cases, have been told to wait while they actually have to obtain the silver from somewhere else uh, or offer to buy out with cash on uh, on the deal just to try to prevent them from getting their hands on the, the gold or silver. Right. So there seem to be all kinds of sneaky things going on out there with the intention of keeping – because if you're selling 100 uh, pieces of silver you don't have uh, for every one that you do, then you are that is, that's got to be contributing to keeping, keeping the price down. Down, right, it sure is. That, I mean, that's it's the just idea, like right? Back in the days when we had uh, had a gold and silver as a, a standard here in the United States, and the banks were taking them in, on deposit and then relending them, uh, you know, and increasing the money supply through fractional reserve banking. That you, the, the truth of the matter is, is there is only gold, so much gold and silver to go around. Hmm. You know, it's a finite supply. You can make as much money as you want. Print it like uh, crazy, but you're not going to be able to print gold and silver. That's why gold and silver holds value. It's been 6,000 years that people have used it as money here in this world. And it just continues to buy the same things year after year after year while the fiat money just continues to go right into the floor. So what can people do, Ted? Uh, What's the solution here? Well, I honestly think that if you have money in the bank or if you have it in the stock market, that type of thing, at least have 10% in gold and silver. Man, I'll tell you – Ten percent seems risky to me. Um, you know, personally, with my uh, with uh, the conversations I've had with my wife, I want to get as you know, if if I want to have operating costs in cash because it's hard to turn silver into to cash. It's not the easiest thing in the world to do. But if you're talking about long term savings, it seems to me that uh, metals are the places to place to be. It sure is, and and you're right about that, Mark. I don't think you should be spending your last penny on gold and silver and figure you're going to pay your uh, rent with it. That's for sure. But if you do have discretionary funds, 
um, you know, minimum 10% of those discretionary funds, should I say it that way, should be in mm. gold and silver. And, uh, you know, I mean, many people are going much further than that, and I don't blame them because take a look at what's going on out there. I mean, QE2, I mean, they're talking about 600 billion new dollars printed into the system and then inject that into the banking system, allow that to be, uh, you know, the fractional reserve system to increase that by tenfold. Or even a hundredfold. I mean, and then we have a war that's going on in the Middle East. And uh, China right now is increasing its reserves. They're looking at inflation. The inflationary pressures are showing up right here in the United States. It just doesn't look good for paper money. So uh, what's going on right now at gold.freetalklive.com? What are some of the things that, uh, that are being offered? Well, I tell you, I, I, the, the, the coins that I like the most, again, are those dimes that we we're talking about. You know, and if you, again, if you can't afford to pick up the entire bag, because right now they're like 2300 and some, uh, you can pick up the silver rounds. You can ask for, you know, call in and ask for less. Uh, you know, you want to pick up a half a bag of those dimes or a fraction thereof. Hmm. Uh, those uh, Lakota coins are nice, uh, Walking Liberty halves. Uh, if you're into the gold, I mean, we do have the Franks and the British sovereigns. There's just there's so many different things that you can be getting into. I mean, there's only there's only so much I can put on the website, but there, if you're looking for bars or whatever it is, I would suggest that you call. Just mention that you heard us on freetalklive.com and uh, – and, you know, let the let the sales guy know that you did that because we definitely want to credit any sale that comes in here at Midas Resources toward the uh, the show because it's so important to keep the show going uh, and strong. I, I'm, obviously, it's still going to go, but it's nice to have your support, too. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and, and there is a specific telephone number, too. You can dial 877-857-9938. Right, maybe if you don't have Internet access, uh, that's a good idea, too. That's 877-857-9938. Eight, and one of your uh, talented uh, assistants uh, will will be happy to help whoever calls yep. that number. That is that is right. I don't know if you have any callers or not. Uh, we actually do. Actually, thank you for the reminder. Uh, Tom is on the line in Florida with a question for you, Ted. Tom, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hey, Tom, you're on with Ted Anderson from Midas Resources. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You stole my fire a little bit because I was going to ask Ted about the difference between the. Um, the exchange-traded funds or the ETF-type investments. In other words, people are, I guess, allowed to buy. I have a friend who's done it. Uh, he bought some gold shares in the form of an exchange-traded fund. But like um, you were saying, these that might be a completely different kind of a detached world from the physical world. And, it, and at some point, it almost seems that uh, you know, the, the, the paper silver price is going to be different than people holding physical silver because they really, apparently, they cannot deliver what you know you've bought and they have no intention of delivering it it's just another paper game they're playing it and, is and, and and it's not you know for those of you who want to have just another certificate you know that's okay if, if that's where you want to go and there could be trouble in the future because there may not be enough gold and silver to deliver um i don't know i when I'm hungry, I don't want to have a pitcher of a can of beans sitting on my table. I'd just as soon have the can of beans. And, you know, that's why I've always suggested that people take physical delivery of gold and silver. And for those of you who want to speculate in the future and you have extra money beyond mm-hmm. your physical possession stuff and you want to buy gold ETFs or silver for that matter, then do it. Tom, um, thanks. Go ahead what, real quick. Maybe Ted knows the story. Uh, I saw something where there was a fairly large client uh, – it was in. It was a big British bank. They came to the British bank and they said, uh, "Oh, we want to take delivery." And um, 
they were very reluctant to deliver it. I don't know if they ever did or not, but yeah, what they did was... Didn't they, they make was, them wait like 30 days or something like well, that? Well, they offered them 25% over the value of the gold they were trying to take delivery of in, in cash, in yep. British pounds. In other words, they were willing to give them 25% over. Does Ted remember that story? Yeah, I remember when that happened. And, and honestly, I can't remember if they had it delivered, but to, just because of the fact that they're offering that premium kind of has to make you go, hmm... Why would that be? And the reason why that is is because, first of all, they probably don't have all the gold and silver to cover nope. the ETFs to start with. And secondly, uh, you know, they, they want to keep you in that paper, obviously, because that's the game. Right. Yeah. Then that's... so nice about it, Ted. The fact is they're big, fat liars. And, <laughs> <laughs> and that's why they were, uh, try- they were trying not to get caught. Give them a call at, uh, what's, what's the... The number is 877-857-9938, or just go to gold.freetalklive.com. And like Ted says, a uh, minimum of 10% of your discretionary money, that's a, that's a smart idea. Thanks, Ted, for the suggestions and the thoughts tonight. Always appreciate your expertise. Yeah, you bet. Thanks, Thanks, Ted. More coming up here with your thoughts. You can bring up anything at 800-259-9231. It's Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Ovaltine. Give your kids the nutrition they need to be their best. Visit us at OvaltineUSA.com. Telling your child about healthy food choices is important, but showing her what to eat goes a lot further. Have her help create the grocery list, then bring her to the store with you. Picking out healthy foods together helps kids get in the habit of thinking about what they're eating every day. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and bring up anything. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com and enjoy the various features that you'll find there. Uh, They're completely free. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. And if you enjoy this program and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can do that. Uh, you can join the Free Talk Live AMP program for as little as 3 bucks a month. We'll take that money in, reinvest it into the show, get on more radio stations around the country, and bring more Internet listeners on board as well. You'll get perks, too, like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, the AMP-only forum, and AMP-only podcasts. Go get the details at amp.freetalklive.com, and then use a Visa, MasterCard, or PayPal. You can use other credit cards through PayPal, of course, and get signed up over at amp.freetalklive.com. HostGator's a worldwide leader for web hosting. They make it easy for you to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own websites with their free site builder tools and templates. They've got more than 4,500 template, templates from which to choose, whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website. Let the experts at HostGator.FreeTalkLive.com host you. If you do, you'll get 24-7 technical support, a 99.9% up, uptime guarantee, a 45-day money-back guarantee, and your first month completely free. HostGator.FreeTalkLive.com. All right, 800-259-9231. Let's continue and take your phone calls about what you want. And then coming up, the cop who's been not working for seven years but been collecting a paycheck the whole time. Uh, it's Nate in Wisconsin. Nate, you're on Free Talk Live. Nate in Wisconsin. Going once. Nate in Wisconsin. Going twice. Let's try Bill in Oklahoma. Bill, you are on Free Talk Live with Ian Dale and Mark. Thank you for taking my call. Hey, Bill. Uh, um, Prefacing back to what you were discussing earlier in the show about unintended consequences, mm-hmm. um, I 
I, it's my personal belief that hacktivism is causing more of a problem for freedom-loving individuals than it's designed to try to help. What do you mean? Uh, well, a case in point, you talked at, at length last, last night, I believe, with uh, somebody claiming to be part of the anonymous group. Um, and he might have been very well on point about what the objective of that particular society is for. Uh, however, uh, with any kind of group, whether we're talking an illicit gang affiliation or just uh, a political group, you've got people that uh, will claim to be associates of that group just to, to try to fit in. And their agenda may not be necessarily that of the original intent, and they go off and cause more problems. Okay. But what, but what I've seen happen with hacktivism especially is that uh, innocent people are getting accosted by federal uh, agents, so to speak, uh, because of the perceived association with the group. Now, the problem with something like Anonymous is they don't go around with name tags saying, hi, I'm from Anonymous. And being part of the, the, the cyber community, hacker community, whatever you want, what label you want to put on it, uh, it's very difficult for somebody uh, to befriend somebody else without taking their, their liberties uh, into their own hands, so to speak. If somebody, You're like, losing me a little bit here, Bill. Okay, okay. well, okay, the, the case in point, if I say I'm from Anonymous mm -hmm. and I befriend you, but I don't make that affiliation known to you, yeah. And I go and do something stupid like DOS a website or deface a web page or whatever. There is a good possibility that the feds are going to come knocking on your door to cost you because they know that you have some kind of link with me. Well, maybe. And that's, but and that's, that's and that happens from time, time and time and time again. So what um, are you saying? I mean, you're saying right. that people I mean, shouldn't Anonymous be brought in, in this in this circumstance. It seems to me Anonymous did a lot of good things. They uh, they brought uh, you know uh, Visa, Mastercard, uh, many of these companies down to their knees when they when they uh, lashed out against uh, WikiLeaks. They you know they they worked for freedom. They they got what they were looking to accomplish done. And you know there's there's certainly been some collateral damage, but the collateral damage isn't really the fault of Anonymous. It's the fault of the people that are working for the governments, right? No, the government ultimately has the final say. You're absolutely correct, Mark. Right. So if I wear a green shirt and the government says no green shirts and they shoot everybody with a green shirt, it's not me who's done something wrong because I wore the green shirt. It's the, the jackhole that's shooting people with green shirts. Well, what are you getting at here, Bill? I mean, are you suggesting that people shouldn't be activists or shouldn't be friends with activists because it's too risky? I don't really understand. I, I'm suggesting that if... In, in this particular instance, I'm, I'm suggesting if you're going to go and do things that are deemed illegal, um, other people have the right to know, if it, it, especially if it could affect them, what your intentions are. If, Who? If, what 
I'm going to do is well, going okay. to. Well, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. Now, now it makes sense. Like, if I am living with uh, my girlfriend, which I'm not because I don't have one, but uh, <laughs> I was living with one. Uh, and you know what it's like. It's happened before. It has happened. <laughs> uh, and and I and I'm going out and I'm putting my butt on the line doing activism. I'm not telling her about that, or I'm not in- including her in my plans to let her know what to expect and and making plans with her as far as well. You know, here's what to do if you know I go into jail or whatever. That would certainly be uncalled for. But should I tell all my friends on Facebook as well? I mean, how, how far do I need to go out in the concentric circles of the people that are close to my life uh, to include them in what it is I'm doing? In a society that we live in right now, especially with the technology uh, rapidly uh, moving forward, such as you know, social networking, for instance, I think it's fair that you should you know, put yourself out there as much as you can as a disclaimer and then let people make that decision for themselves whether they want to continue to associate with you uh, based on your activities. Well, because it's, it's pretty, not fair it's for pretty, somebody... Well, I mean, it's pretty common knowledge, I would hope, among people that know me, that I have taken some risks and I have done some civil disobedience, but I don't feel any obligation to keep them informed of every little move that I intend to make. I mean, that seems like a little unnecessary. Wait, isn't it unnecessary for them to go to jail uh, I haven't seen that happen, sir. I mean, I haven't seen any evidence. No one in this movement, in the liberty movement up here in New Hampshire, has gone to jail. And please correct me if I'm wrong on this, Dale and Mark. Uh, Has anyone gone? Has anyone gone to jail who's been connected to a civil disobedience activist? Has anyone been intimidated by the police? I'm sure they're intimidated, but I don't. I don't even know that. There is the one situation where Big Mike, uh, who is actually going to trial next week. Uh, Big Mike had his home raided by the police, and they did have guns drawn in that particular case. So that could be one example. But in, and then in that but case, you're he, talking about people that you live with. So it makes sense to keep people like that informed as to what you're doing and what's going on in your life. And to that extent, right? I but they agree. were coming after Big Mike, and so you know, in a sense, the people who were living with him were were held at gunpoint. Yeah, they were victimized too because they were coming after Big Mike, and they busted into the home, and they lived with him. Right, so they weren't so, coming after his roommates. But it makes, but it makes sense to clue yeah. your roommates yes, in, to clue your close, the people that are the closest to you, to have them inside of the loop on your but, plans. But, 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 but in this case, he wasn't. What he was doing wasn't secretive at all. It, it, it was all in the open. I mean. Right, he was doing activism, very but they didn't the know open. that he was wanted. Nobody knew that okay. uh, the cops. This was when the cops came, like three weeks afterwards, or three months, or whatever it was after the event, and made arrests. They arrested like a handful of folks. Jim did Johnson. Even, he, did he even know though? Nobody knew. They nobody so knew how the cops could he, were coming. So yeah, so it's. The but, point is, but, he did some activism. And but they, he wasn't hiding the fact that he was doing activism. His right. roommates knew that he was a civil disobedience activist. They knew if you're going to live with a civil disobedience activist, there's a chance that you, know, you could get caught close to the action, right? So well, if that's important to you, you shouldn't live with those people. Well, well let me, um, let's go back to my original, my original um, scenario. We're talking about people like... And I, we're, we're going back to, the, to this hack group or this organization called Anonymous. These people do not come out and fully disclose, hey, I'm anonymous. Mm-hmm. Okay, but yet they're the, they're the ones that are, are friending people on, that, on that Facebook. Sounds... They're, fo- they're following people on Twitter. They're doing all these things. And yes, what they're doing can potentially put another user, computer user, in jeopardy. It sounds kind of funny when you say that, that they're not coming out and telling people that they're anonymous. They're not. I mean, well, that's the whole point. I I see what he's saying, though. What they're doing is, yeah, but what they're doing is, 
you know. But I, but I get what he's saying. If if you've got somebody who's in your household and they're part of anonymous and you don't know it, then that could be putting you at some level of risk. I, I would agree with that, Bill. I think you. Yeah. I think you're right about that. Yeah, I, I guess. Now, but you know, here's it's the hand wringing though, Bill. That's what's got me on this. You know, if you worry too much about what can get done, you know, there, it's not like there's never been a political activist that's ever been gone after by uh, their opponents, by governments, by newspapers, and had themselves and their family slandered. I mean, look at the family of uh, Sarah Palin, for God's sakes. If you wring your hands enough, you can find every reason in the world not to do anything. Bill, thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate you, know, you dialing in toll-free at 800-259-9231. And I would understand why somebody who was in anonymous, perhaps, would not necessarily want to share that fact with their roommates. Maybe they don't trust them. Of course, you shouldn't be rooming with people you don't trust, and you can't share things like that with. 800-259-9231. You can take control. Bring up anything. Hour three's next. This is Free Talk Live. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 per month. You'll get perks, and you'll help us free more minds worldwide. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into the third hour of the program. Dial in toll-free. Take control of the airwaves. 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. And we give you the features there on the site totally free. So enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Dale. And Mark. All right. So we're going to continue taking your phone calls about what you want. And then coming up, the cop who's been working. Oh, wait. No, he's not. He's been on a, receiving a paycheck for seven years, like as though he were working, but hasn't actually shown up for work. We'll explain what's going I on. I want a job like that. Yeah. Well, you probably wouldn't be able to do it because it would require being a government bureaucrat. Uh, yeah, I don't want one that bad. It might uh, conflict with your your moral system. But we'll uh, we'll tell you more about that. Of course, your calls come first. So let's first talk to Greg in Massachusetts. Greg, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Dale and Mark. Hello, hello. How's it going, guys? Hey, uh, Greg. Anyhow, so I want to talk on the whole hacktivist thing real quick because I work with uh, computer security in an academic-type environment. But, of course, there's a crossover I guess I have some sort of, like, connection to or knowledge of members of the black hat community. And what I would say is, is first of all, anyone I, that I know or have talked to in the black hat community, um, I don't know who they are, really. I don't know how on earth to really get a hold of them. They usually just get a hold of me. And so I wouldn't worry too much about, like, you being put at risk for associating people like that because they don't trust you enough. Will ever leave a link between uh, between the two of you? But yeah, the other thing I would say that's was, what I was trying to get at, Greg. And I'm glad you brought that up. Is that you know they're, they're, the 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 code name here is anonymous, right? And, yeah, and they're exactly, doing stuff yeah. that is illegal. And they're not going to go around and tell, hey, uh, just so you know, I'm doing illegal stuff. Uh, so just just for your own protection, and and tell that to all of their Facebook friends. Really? No. <laughs> I mean, just to give you an idea, like one uh, person that I was talking to briefly, uh, anyhow, basically, because I, I, I was asking harmless stuff. It was just, you know, innocent questions. I was asking for, like, academic purposes. But the deal was anything I sent to him had to be encrypted. And if I sent something unencrypted, he wouldn't even respond to it. He would just pretend that he never got it. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
So, yeah, there's a very high level of, of, of security and anonymity there. These, these people aren't dumb. But the other thing I would say, which is far more important, and I'm sure you'll understand this, Dale, coming from a computer background, too, is you know, when, when we hear about these types of, quote, hacktivism things in the media and we hear about groups like Anonymous and, and whatnot, you know, you really should, should think back to, to the, the trials of guys like Craig Niedorf and Kevin Mitnick uh, to remember that, generally speaking, what you're dealing with here is, like Anonymous, for example, is mainly high school kids who've downloaded a piece of software that hits the web server a bunch of times. You know, like, generally, these charges get dramatically trumped up by the media, which just causes career-hungry government prosecutors to trump up their claims against them and then pursue them in court, and often these things are not able to, to find reasonable legal resolutions because the, the government feels like they have to make a show now in front of the media speculation. Just to, to give you an idea, Kevin Mitnick was a hacker in the 90s, and he basically broke into some corporate systems and like stole some corporate secrets. I mean, it was nothing crazy. He was kind of your average hacker, but... The New York Times did a big thing on him, and they really tr- trumped up the claims to basically sell more articles. And what happened as a result of that was Kevin Mitnick spent four to five years in jail before he even went to trial. Wow. Because the government convinced the judge. And listen to how absolutely stupid and ridiculous it is. The government convinced the judge that, that Mitnick, Mitnick could set off nuclear weapons <laughs> by whistling into a phone. Wow. <laughs> and, and Craig, Craig Niedorf was a 19-year-old college student who was accused of stealing a document that Bell South claimed was worth like $80,000 and could shut down all the 911 phone systems, blah, blah, blah. Anyhow, just to keep it brief, it goes to court. It comes out that, number one, the, the price tag of the document included like the cost of the machine that it was written on. Number two, you could order the same information for 10 bucks if you called a Bell South information line. And in number three, what ultimately happened was he was facing 65 years in jail by the government prosecutors. Mm. And halfway through the trial, it went from 65 years in jail to they're offering him a misdemeanor. So he refuses the plea bargain, and they just drop the whole case. And wow. he goes home a free man. It's your tax money well spent, people. We're, we're, but I'll bet you that prosecutor got his name in front of some folks. He's a hard. Yeah, well, unfortunately, the the only reason that that the Craig Niedorf trial reached a reasonable resolution, which means that they dropped the charges, was because the media didn't cover it. It was only the lack of of media speculation over the trial that even allowed it to get dropped. And also, uh, Craig Niedorf owed a hundred thousand dollars debt when the whole thing was over. To who? The, the lawyers? Yeah, to his lawyers to pay his legal wow, fees. They cost awful. him a hundred thousand dollars to put that defense together. So. Thanks for having me on the show, guys. But I just wanted to comment on that real quick. Thanks for being here. Thanks for the call. Appreciate hearing from you, Greg, at 800-259-9231 as we continue. Nate is listening in Wisconsin. Nate, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Good to talk to you. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. What's on your mind tonight, Nate? Uh, well, I, the first thing I was wanted to say, I have a few issues I was going to touch on. Um, glad you guys are putting out the show. Uh, this, this isn't an argument against what you're saying. Uh, yes, the question concerning the 9-11 uh, conspiracy, you know, is it is it really relevant, the truth of something that happened uh, 10 years ago, uh, you know, whether, you know, what, concerning the conspiracy of it, or is that kind of what you were saying? 
Um, I was saying that it is not relevant to me and my goal of uh, talking about the ideas of liberty and bringing people to understanding the ideas and understanding that uh, government is force. It is a violent monopoly and that uh, that it does hurt people and that we need to uh, move move past it. It's a, barbar- a barbaric relic of the past and uh, we need to move into a, a voluntary society and and no conspiracy theory will help advance that particular viewpoint nor do i think I, that it's very convincing to people uh when they they hear it in, in the example i used was the jfk assassination there've been a couple of other uh, uh conspiracy theory things that were proven to be right much later on and that it hasn't really caused a groundswell of any any response and I think it doesn't affect my view of it because the analogy I've used is if I knew someone had murdered 200 people and there was this little group of people who was constantly arguing about 10, 10 more murders that uh, were not quite proven uh, overtly, but that you know they, they were insistent that he killed 10 other people. I'm like, he killed 200 people. I, you know, why does this matter? You know, and that's where I'm looking at you. You're trying to tell me that, you know, you know, whatever the, the the government that we have right now is doing astronomically horrible things overtly out in the open. Uh, they're they're guilty already in my mind. So this doesn't matter. It really doesn't. I, I you know, it's one more. It's the one more murder on top of a, a, a serial killer that's killed 200 people. Except this one murder, you've got to go and jump through a million hoops in order to try to make a coherent yeah, case and, and, and prove what? it to people. You know, they're, they're already they're already murders. Yeah, it's, we've, we've yeah. already got the dead bodies. We've already got the evidence, the hard evidence that uh, the government is bad. So go ahead with your thoughts. Okay, and my thought was uh, the the counter argument to uh, is it relevant, and if you feel it is, why? Uh, the reason of the relevancy for today is that it really is what has led us today uh, to where we are today and and where we're going and the what attacks, is on, the attacks what? on liberty. Let me let me speak. Well, no, no, the no you said it is. Clarify. You said what it is. is yeah, what let is. me speak though. I could I could clarify. I'd be okay. happy to. What is it you're referring to when you say it though? Please. Um, but you keep if you keep interrupting, I can't get to that, sir. All right, go ahead. Okay, what I'm referring to. Is yes, we 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 know the tactics, uh, we know the problems, the things you just said. The it is, uh, it's the actions behind it. It's the fact that at Ground Zero, you're talking about nine eleven. Just to make it clear, you're talking about nine eleven. That's what I was asking. About. Talking, excuse me, sir. I'm talking about Ground Zero. At the Ground Zero, is, when the commission report was being written, all the investigation, you know, the grand investigation that they had that came out in the report afterward. Ground Zero, the, all those groups of uh, the architects, they've been on TV talking about this for years now, um, and they're kind of in a haze. Uh, the thermite that was found, the physical evidence, we're not just talking about a conspiracy theory, but physical evidence that was included in the original Still, report when it went through sure, Washington. Sure, there's it always matter to me. Yeah, there's always people that have these. So I'll tell you what, I'll bring you back here in a moment, because uh, I don't know what you're talking about, Ground Zero. Um, we're coming up. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com.
This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever's on your mind, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231. And joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Dale. And Mark. By the way, Dale joining us from uh, his website, anarchyinyourhead.com. Actually, you've got two websites now that are that are promotable. There's anarchyinyourhead.com and flamingfreedom.com. The first is your comic website, which you have just kind of reinitiated. I mean, it's been it's been there, but uh, you you kind of taken some time off for a while because you were a little bummed out. Yeah, I, I just it didn't feel like uh, it was moving forward very very much and so i just kind of got discouraged after a while and then i wasn't you were getting the appreciation schedule and i wasn't putting comics up that much and yeah you just, weren't getting the appreciation that you were looking for I, from doing the the work yeah well i mean i just i wasn't getting the sense like i wasn't getting the sense it was moving forward i wasn't getting uh people linking comics and posting them or you know the kind of things that would help get it moving forward and and so eventually i just kind of didn't make comics as often and i i basically and then people started complaining when i didn't post comics <laughs> So, so uh, in order to remedy that, you created a new method uh, for encouraging people to get, uh, I guess, give you what you're looking for to post the comics. Well, I I I, I, may, I put it in the fans' control to to get to control the schedule. So I have a chip in when it hits forty dollars, I release I release a comic. I think so, that's pretty cool, and it's worked and, out already. I mean, you it, just started well, it. It is it is working out pretty well in the one sense. You know, people stopped complaining. That was the good thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that was sort of the main goal. I didn't know I didn't know if I'd raise money or not, but and I actually did it's raise. It's empowering, uh, right? I, I, it is. Uh, I got one. I did actually get a comic out very quickly because I got surprised by some initial donations, and now I'm and like that was the anarchy. Anarchy came out, which I think people were really excited about, and then now I'm like fifteen dollars away from a second comic. Uh, before that one will get released, it's all ready to go. I've, I've got it ready and queued up. I even have a little preview, a little little chip out of it as a preview for people. And so as soon as you finish one and get it posted, you immediately start working I, on I'm the gonna, next one. I'm going to try to have several queued up. Actually, um, I see. You know, at the moment I'm 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 one ahead, but I like to be more. You know, you know, but if it if it gets if it gets uh, if I don't have one ready, I'll stop what I'm doing and get one. I, I right because it's like 24 hours from when the chip in hits 40, I'll have a copy. Somebody drops office. 400 bucks on your butt, you're going to be in you're trouble be working. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, at most I can post one a day. Yeah. The software won't even take more oh, than really? that. Yeah, I can. I mean, I, the, the the site can't handle more than one comic a day. But you know, if you know, yeah, if I get a whole bunch of donations, I'll just sit there, busy, and busy, crank out comics. Cool. But so I don't you can go and you can basically uh, help Dale publish Anarchy in Your Head over at anarchyinyourhead.com. It's yeah. good to have it back. Uh, of course, you also are doing your radio show at flamingfreedom.com on a weekly basis, and people get the archives of that there. It's a GLBT friendly, uh, liberty oriented show. Right, and it's important people understand that I want to do. I just I have other projects that are pressing and and i have to be able to justify the comics and 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 right now it's i just needed to know that people really wanted to see the comics so before i can justify the time it takes it All takes right. a lot of time so back to the phones in just a moment here but first have you ever considered taking your case to court without an attorney jurisdictionary.com is a, is a course for people who need to be able to take their cases to court and win Without a lawyer, without spending all that extra money. It's so easy the average 8th grader could go through the complete four-CD course in a single weekend. You can get it at Jurisdictionary.com. It works for plaintiffs or defendants. It works in every state of the union and in countries around the world. Anyone that works in the English common law system costs less than an hour with any good lawyer. It's Jurisdictionary.com. All right, we're going to go back to Nate in Wisconsin. Nate, uh, you're back with us here. You are defending the conspiracy theory world and... 
you were making a point and we kind of ran short on uh, no nate dropped off the line well you know one of the things about people in the conspiracy world and these people with kind of more obscure things they want to talk about is they get very upset uh when i interrupt to ask a question to clarify as though they are being uh infringed upon their right to talk unmolested uh is being infringed upon and i i hope i can explain this for you to where it's understandable I have to ask questions when I don't understand. Otherwise, I'm just patronizing you. And if, and you're, I, if you don't understand something, there's a very good chance there's a lot of listeners that I, don't understand it either, and they right. want to hear that, that clarification. Right. Nate and, used the term it, it, and he wasn't very clear as to what it was. What I think Nate was saying... It, he said something like, it is the source of all of the things that have been done, and I didn't know what he meant, and right. so what, what is it? And, and, well, and, and then asking it means, sir, sir, I'm talking here. You know, and I get it. You want to be able to say what you want to be able to say, but... It, it's important, you know, like that's our job as hosts. Our job is to make sure that everybody's understood clearly, among other things. It's part of having a conversation and understanding what someone is saying to you. What I think he's trying to say is that 9-11 is the basis that so many government intrusions were based upon. The, that's what it Patri- sounded like. The Patriot Act, the war in Afghanistan, the war in Iraq. And, you know, I'm sure you can come up with more uh, things. Uh, the FBI running a running around creating terrorists out of uh, normal law-abiding, otherwise law-abiding citizens. But I thought that the government was getting larger and more intrusive and impressive before 9-11. It, I mean, it certainly was. was. The, yeah. the Patriot Act was introduced before it was introduced as the USA Patriot Act. Right. It was introduced as something else. The verbiage was there. They had it all ready to go. So they they tried it before. If they didn't do it for 9-11, they would have done it for something else. You bet. And in inside the, the conspiracy theory world, there are people in that world that believe that everything is a conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. You know, everything from Hurricane Katrina to, you know, the the global warming to the lack of global warming. I mean, everything you can come up with, it's all a conspiracy theory. So at what point do you stop this? I don't know whether 9-11 was uh, truth or fiction or, you know, what part the government's telling the truth about, what they're lying about. I couldn't possibly know that. I do know that the government's become more intrusive. It will use any circumstance that it can to drive its uh, its agenda further and further home. If it wasn't this one, it'd be something else. So it's not the issue, uh, the, the, you know, the 9-11 issue. It's the issue that the government will use any circumstance to drive more legislation home. Yeah, there's no doubt the government has gotten more intrusive after 9-11, but that was just their convenient excuse. As you pointed out, that Patriot Act was ready to rock and roll. They had that thing pre-written, and they were just waiting for something. And and if you convince people, uh, you, you're not going to. You're, you're most of the people that are going to be reachable have been reached. First of all, the rest are mostly dismissive of you. And my reason for being fairly dismissive, and I admit that I am, is because it doesn't change anything for me. I've always said that there's what the government says happened, there's what the this detailed explanation that various conspiracy theorists have about what happened, and then I think the and reality the is somewhere in between. Somewhere yeah, else. The, the truth is somewhere in the middle, and, spending and it years doesn't matter your, where it is. Right. It really I mean, doesn't. These people have spent a decade of their lives attempting to ferret out or ascertain what the, you know, the truth is in this matter, and some of them believe they've figured it out, but I don't have that kind of time, and it doesn't, uh, it doesn't matter to me 
anyway what the actual truth is. Wherever that truth is in between those two extremes that you discussed is irrelevant to me and my goals of achieving liberty in if my lifetime. If I found lifetime. exactly what happened on 9-11, it wouldn't change what I can do about it. No, that's true. <laughs> it still doesn't change you right. know, what solutions I as a are... single person am able to do Absolutely. in this world uh, with a, an intrusive, violent government. The solution is still the same. If you believe that the government is too big and you know we need to get uh, back, you know, not back to, but we need to advance to an idea of, uh, of liberty, liberty for all, a peaceful, voluntary society, then the... The objectives are still the same, regardless of what the truth is on 9-11. The things you can do are still the same options. You know, join the Free State Project. Get active. Stand up. Speak out. Disobey. Non-cooperate. And get some Toto Sacks at totosack.us. T-O-T-A-S-A-K.us. At the very least, it'll help you bring the groceries back in, and that's important, too, uh, from the car. It's a great little device. Totosack.us. You can go there to order it, or just call in right now at 603-435-1105, and you'll win a two-pack. That's 603-435-1105 for a two-pack of the Totosack. More coming up. Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. Live. You can take control of the airwaves if you dial in toll-free. Bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Dale. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website. We've got a webcam. Go to cam.freetalklive.com. Watch, listen, and interact. The chat room built into the very same page. So uh, head on over to cam.freetalklive.com and know that it's free. Brought to you by memorydealers.com. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs. They have the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers at discounts as high as uh, 99% off of list price. They also offer great prices and service on used networking equipment such as Cisco routers and switches. In stock, ready to ship via overnight delivery. It's MemoryDealers.com. So uh, we continue taking your phone calls about what you want. At the very beginning of the show, we gave you an update on Julian Heiklin, who is uh, – what he's. I would say he's a hero of mine. I mean the guy is – an incredible activist, 79 years old. All he does is hand out flyers in front of federal courthouses. I mean, it's not like he's doing the most outrageous uh, form of activism or anything like that. But apparently the federal government has been outraged by it. They feel very threatened uh, by him handing out fully informed jury association information. That's org to learn more about them. Informing jurors of their right to nullify a verdict uh, or to nullify a law by returning a verdict of not guilty in a case. So, for instance, if you're on the jury of a drug case and you're like me and you think that drug laws are incredibly stupid and destructive uh, and counterintuitive that, uh, and morally wrong, that you can – or for whatever reason, you can say not guilty – even if all the case, the facts in the case point to this guy having you know, 20 pounds of marijuana in his trunk, you can say not guilty because you believe that drug, the drug war should end. And that's what jury nullification is. And uh, Julian Heiklin has been arrested multiple times for, uh, for performing these acts of uh, outreaching to people and, and giving them flyers out in front of federal courthouses. Bile is actually with us, and we've, uh, we talked earlier this week about your case, Bile, about uh, the, the settlement that was made. 
with the federal government bureaucrats uh, having to send out a memo, apparently, to all of their agents, letting them know that they should not be arresting or harassing people who are uh, taking photos outside of uh, federal buildings. Of course, it didn't matter anyway because uh, they're still harassing people because they know they can and there's no real punishment. It's just a memo that went out. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, you you know Julian Heichland personally. You were arrested along with him at one point uh, in the past, and so you've got an update for us. Yeah, so uh, I just got off the phone with him like five minutes ago, and uh, he's now home. He's been home since about 8 p.m., and uh, he he said he's going to have you know full detail of everything that occurred today. Uh, he'll post to uh, his website, tyrannyfighters.com, but uh, he gave me a quick rundown so I could let everyone know that he's all right and that, uh, you know, he was arrested this morning at 6 a.m. under the ruse that someone was breaking into his car, uh, and then they, when they opened it, his daughter opened the door, they barged in. Uh, he asked for their badge numbers and their names, and when they didn't, uh, he went disobedient, went on the floor, and he said he didn't say anything until hours and hours later when they finally took him into court. Uh, they took him to the hospital first, and then... Uh, he said that they gave him an actual exam, not torture, like they've done in the past when he was taken to uh, hospitals in New York City. He said he actually got a, a real good quality exam from the hospital. So he said it was in, it showed the inefficiency of the federal government. They haven't gotten to the small-time hospitals and told them that they need to torture people. Hmm. Um, uh, so he was taken uh, into... Out from the hospital, he went to the in a four-car caravan. He was face down the whole time, handcuffed, to New York City into the uh, courtroom. They took his fingerprints and photos. They brought him to a cell where he took a nap, so he really doesn't know how long he was there. And then they took more photos and fingerprints afterwards. He said nothing at first in the court. And then eventually he got really frustrated with what was going on and sort of blurted out that they were violating a bunch of amendments and didn't understand the Constitution yeah. and agreed that uh, – or the he finally agreed to have someone as a standby counsel, and that woman calmed him down. Eventually, they the, the government wanted a $10,000 bond for him, him to be released. Now, no, wait a minute. Is, this is a $10,000 bond because he skipped out on court? Yes. So wow. the, he, was, he was arrested on a bench warrant for not showing up to a an arraignment from a grand jury indictment of jury tampering. The hmm. reason he didn't show up was because he uh, – it's on uh, journeyfighters.com, but he – said that he wasn't given sufficient time. I, I think he said that you're supposed to get 20 days notice, and he was only given 15, so he couldn't prepare correctly, so he asked for an extension. And uh, he wanted to know something about whether or not he could get a jury trial, and so he didn't show up. There was some controversy around that. Some people asked him to go anyway, but uh, but that's why there was a bench warrant out for his arrest. Wow. He didn't want to just skip out. But he was trying to talk to the court, and they were being unresponsive. So the $10,000 bond, was that not approved? Because, I mean, he's out, right? I mean, he's not still in jail? Right. He's out. The, so the, the, the government wanted $10,000 bond. His uh, standby counsel said 1000 or countered with 1000 They ended up 
going on $2,500 bond, and he's required to show up to court in Newark, New Jersey, and then on next Thursday and next Friday in at that courthouse at 500 Pearl Street in Manhattan. So somebody ponied uh, up $2,500 to get him out today? No, they said if he doesn't show up at these two court dates, then they'll charge him. Uh, I see. Gotcha. So, and these court dates are the did they reschedule an arraignment or did they already move past that uh, without his you know without him being there? He wasn't. He didn't give me a lot of details about it, but it seemed like they're more like check-ins or something. Mm-hmm. It was less about the case and more about just. We what want was you to be obedient. On. You you were a naughty boy and you didn't show up at your arraignment, so now we're just going to have you come in and uh, make sure that you can show up on time before we move on. Is basically what this is. That, that's what it appears. Yeah. Um, and then he he said that apparently, so he was hoping um, part of the reason he didn't show up is because he wanted to know information about whether or not he could get a a jury trial out of this jury tampering charge. And apparently, since it's uh, it holds less than six months sentence, uh, they won't give him a jury trial. Oh boy! And and he <laughs> you know. This, just just hearing – I'm sorry, Ed Bile, I'll let you continue in just a second here. But, you know, just hearing the way they use the grand jury to indict him on jury tampering mm-hmm. for handing out pamphlets on the steps of a of a federal courthouse just shows, shows me how broken the grand jury system is. The grand jury system was intended to make it so that somebody couldn't be jar- charged on a big charge for bull crap. And that's, in fact, what he's – he's being charged with felony ju- uh, jury tampering for handing out – pamphlets i mean who are these people that are that are showing up for these grand juries i mean how mind numb must they be or what kind of what kind of lies are they being told i don't know Hmm. but their responsibility is supposed to be to the people and not to that prosecutor in there yeah from my understanding jury uh uh, grand juries are entirely corrupted yeah, that's I know what that, I understand, too. Well, I know that we did some grand jury outreach here in Keene a couple of years ago. We haven't done it uh, in a little while because no one has had anything that they wanted to put in front of them. Uh, but at that time, the folks were pretty receptive. They meet for several months in a row. And so we, we went the first week that or the first month that they were meeting and we went the, the next month as well to do kind of follow up. And it, the second month, the same group of people were very, very cold to us. And I think we just lost by all. I'm not sure what happened there. Uh, this, this, the group of people was very, very cold to us, and it was it was as though they had been told something in between, you know, the first time and the second time. Because the first time they were fine, they took the the flyers or whatever, and it was no big deal. Uh, but the second time, they were in many cases just out and out rude uh, to us. And so, who knows what kind of poisonous information they were given, what kind of lies they were told about how dangerous it is to you know talk to those activists out front. Bile, do you have any other final thoughts? I think this might be you that called back. Yeah, uh, the, the only... Oh, got a bad connection. We're going to put you on hold here. Maybe you can uh, clear up on the cell, and we'll bring Bile back from blogofbile.com. He's also uh, one of the folks behind the scenes over at tyrannyfighters.com, which is Julian Heichlin's website. 800-259-9231. The federal government prosecuting an 80-year-old man almost for handing out flyers.
You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free, take control of the airwaves. Bring up anything that's on your mind, 800-259-9231. That never brought to you by SACL CAI. Phone lines are actually pretty loaded up. Odds are good if you call in now. You're probably not going to get on. You can, uh, of course, always call in tomorrow night. We do this thing six nights a week, and if it's on Sunday night, there's still a show. It's the Internet-only edition over at freetalklive.com, so technically seven nights a week. And don't forget to join us at freetalklive.com, where we give you the features for free. And if you like the show, then you can voluntarily support us by going to promote.freetalklive.com. You get a list of things that you can do there to help get Free Talk Live on more radio stations around the country, bring more Internet listeners on board, and expose new people to the ideas of freedom. So go to freetalklive.com, or actually promote.freetalklive.com to get that list. And uh, thank you in advance for whatever it is you do to spread the ideas of this program to get Free Talk Live into more ears. By the way, you want to get a chance to see Free Talk Live produced live? It's not really the biggest reason to come to Porkfest, but it will be happening. Uh, we will be doing the show live every night from the Porcupine Freedom Festival, the 2011 Porkfest. It's happening June 20th through the 26th, and it is going to be a blast, at least if any prior Porkfests are an indication. Uh, Porkfest just keeps getting bigger and bigger every single year. It's going to be everything from live musical performances to family fun to agorism and action. Porkfest has something for everyone who loves freedom. And it's uh, the best part about it is that you get to be around hundreds of other like-minded, liberty-oriented people for as up to an entire week. Uh, some people, maybe you can just come up for the weekend. That's still worth the trip. If uh, you can make it all week, that'll be worthwhile as well because it's an absolute blast to be in an oppor- you know, kind of in a close uh, environment, a camping-style situation right next to the White Mountains of New Hampshire at Rogers Campground with other people that get freedom. It's, always, it's been uh, a weekend event. Uh, that sort of unofficially is always a week long event, right? And now this, I think this year they made it more official that it's actually a week long event. That's so my understanding. The bulk of it still happens on the weekend. That's when you you know want to come up and spend your time. But but like I said, people have so much fun. They just, a lot of people come up on Sunday night or Monday morning. Yeah, don't miss and out. Stay all week. June twentieth through the twenty sixth. Go to porkfest.com to get registered. Early bird registration is available now. Twenty five bucks for the whole week. Now, obviously, camping is additional on top of that, and they've got regular camping sites. They've got RV sites. They've got a motel. There's some hotels down the road that maybe are a little nicer if that's the kind of thing you'd like to do. So, different types of uh, stays are available. Porkfest.com. P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T.com. Use our coupon code Free Talk Live. That's all one word. In that case, uh, use that coupon code to save twenty percent. As we continue taking your phone calls about what you want, Dennis, listening in. Alabama in Huntsville to WBHP. Hey, Dennis. Yeah, hi. How are y'all doing? Just great, Dennis. What's on your mind tonight? Well, I just wanted to put this point across. You know, my way of fighting back, well, especially against the police, because I, I hate them all with a passion, because one of them framed me once, and it caused me to lose the only girl I ever loved in my life. So I fight back. But the, the coolest trick I ever did actually was, uh, well, I can't discuss a lot of things on radio, but anyway, this one thing, when I first moved to Florida, it was Jacksonville, Florida, all right, I got a job uh, working at a hospice right next to downtown 
police station. So when they die, I got a dishwasher, okay? Mm-hmm. So uh, I, go, I go outside and see the changes, the shifts. I'd memorize everybody and everything, the vehicle, all of it, in, pro, in uniform, out of uniform. And you, you may say, well, what good was that? Well, I'll tell you what good it was. When I was over at a friend's pot party, I mean, this guy has some good stuff, too, man, I'm telling you. <laughs> I don't know where he got it from, but it's good stuff. I was able to save everybody from getting busted on that thing because, I mean, I had a, I had a joint, okay, the first one, and I said, wow, man, you know, cool. But then I, I said, hey, I got this radar blip. So I said, come with me. We go to the front door, look out. I said, those two cars out there, are those uh, anybody you're expecting? He says, no. I said, well, that's two carloads of cops right there getting made bust this party. Well, how do you know? Well, because I work right next to the police station, and I memorize these cops when I'm on smoke breaks. So, sure so enough, you knew what, what the under, so you knew what the undercover cars were. Is what you're saying? Yeah, uh-huh. you recognize the, cops, the people in the them, cops right? were in their own personal vehicles. All right, so they come on out. So uh, I, I said, I'm going to go out front. I'll just distract these guys for a little bit while you take care of everything. So he did. So when the cops come in there, you know, they smell air freshener in the air. You know how that goes, and a little pot of smoke, and they heard toilet flushing, stuff like that. Okay, well the cops couldn't do anything. They left. Now, what was the coolest thing about the whole deal here was after the cops are gone, my, my buddy says, hey, Dennis, come here. I'm going to show you something. So everybody walked outside to the backyard, and he had this fake flower garden. And I'm like that. I mean, this thing on the front looks like a real flower garden. So he just lift this lid, pull this thing up, and all, everybody's pot was stashed right there. Hey, we went back to partying, man. All right, Dennis. Thanks for the story. Thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. However, quick tip uh, for anybody having a party, whether a, whether it be a pot party or, a, you know, a high school party, uh, whatever, whatever, you don't want the cops there. If they show up, you don't want them inside your home. The most step outside and shut the door behind you. Better yet, shut don't even door. don't or, even don't answer talk. the door. Don't yeah. even talk to these people. There's no reason for you to talk to them unless you're the one who called them there for some particular reason. Uh, if they just show up, they're, they're not condu- there to help you. No, they're <laughs> conducting an investigation and they're looking to put people in cages. So it's better if you know for, for you're, you're you're completely within your rights to not help them to absolutely. prosecute you for something. Any question you answer is getting them one step closer to making an arrest. Yeah. So the best thing you can do, and this according to Barry Cooper from NeverGetBusted.com, former narcotics officer, the best thing you can do is completely ignore them. And also, inform your guests of this as well. The last thing you want is somebody who doesn't know any better swinging a door, hey, officer! You know, and then letting whoever the <laughs> yeah. cops are in. It, all it takes is that one person to let them in, and then it's all over at that point. Yeah, because so. if they have a warrant, they will bust your door in. And if they don't have a warrant, right. they need and, – and, and they usually need you to open the door in order to get what they would call uh, some reasonable suspicion Correct. in order to be able to get in, come in without a warrant. Like if they, sm- if they smell pot and you, you, know, you open that door, they get a smell of pot or something like that. Mm-hmm. Now, or if they see something through the door, maybe they see someone who looks maybe like they might be underage. Who knows what? Something really yep. innocuous, maybe to in your mind, but that might be the little thing they need to come in without a warrant. Yeah, and they're going to try to intimidate you, which is one of the reasons why you don't want to talk to them because they'll make stuff up, they'll lie to you, and they'll try to uh, you know kind of intimidate their way inside or intimidate you into uh, being obedient to them. So it's just better look turn down the music if that was an issue. If you think your your neighbors called on you because the music was too loud, turn the music down, but don't answer the door. Yeah, and they will go Good away. Idea.
They will go away. Tell everyone to quiet down, turn on the music. Let's continue and talk to Michael, listening in Texas. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Michael. Michael. Oh, shit, Michael. Oh, we can't let you say that on the radio. Goodbye, sir. Mm. That is not a good way to start a, uh, a radio call. So oh, too bad. That he wasn't went, his first call ever. No, but <laughs> he did wait, <laughs> did wait all hour to say OS on the radio. Good job, dude. All right. So uh, <laughs> OrlandoSentinel.com reporting on the Davy Police Department's officer Kevin Kilpatrick. He hasn't reported to duty for seven years, but is still being paid $80,000 a year. He's made more than $550,000 so far for not working. He's 41, has been investigated on accusations involving a domestic abuse call cover-up as well as a DUI charge. The department fired him twice, and twice he won his job back, once from an arbitrator, once from from a federal judge. You talk about these government unions that are in the news right now? Well, it's the government unions that uh, make it so it's impossible, as I understand it at least, make it so it's impossible or near impossible to fire these people. Even if these guys are doing something that's really bad, yeah. uh, this department decided it was in their best interest to fire him, but he got his job back twice. I mean, how many times can you do that in the pri- private sector? And a lot of times, if they, maybe they don't work in the same place, they just get transferred. Like the, that, yeah. that particular department won't want to deal with them and they'll transfer them somewhere else and or they just want, or else it'll be the thin blue line they don't want to screw them over so they'll transfer them rather than fire them and that way they're you know whoever complained about them isn't doesn't see them in that district anymore and now they're somewhere else. Right. Just yeah, these, continuing. These public employee unions are just... Uh, so much like the Catholic Church. It's, it's so yeah. crazy. Under yeah. the settlement in a federal case, uh, Kilpatrick was supposed to return to work and get a job behind a desk. Kilpatrick was hired in 1994, said that all along he wanted to come back to work, but his attorney says the town has put hoops in his way, insisting he complete a polygraph, even though that was not part of the settlement. Town officials have since backed down, but are now requiring him to complete his recertification as a police officer so that he can return return to work. They've argued that he is permanently unfit for duty based on the opinion of one psychologist from uh, 2007. They say they worry the unfit for duty finding could make the town liable if the uh, if the officer got involved in a shooting for instance. But a more recent opinion from a psychiatrist uh, disputes that earlier finding. Kilpatrick is indeed fit for duty, they say, and able to work as a cop both mentally and physically. Do you think the town wants to pay him to sit at home on his fanny? According to uh, one of these uh, government people, the town wanted him back to work, but in a dispatcher desk job and is now in a kind of catch-22. They're duty-bound under the settlement agreement to pay him. So this federal court decided that this guy should have his job back, and the town is kind of dragging their feet on you know, letting him back onto the, the force. And as a result, they still have to they pay know him. He stinks. Right. As a result, they still have to pay him, even though they don't want him there. So you've got the unions as a factor here, and the federal government as another factor. Two things that, uh, well, we certainly don't need the feds. More coming up uh, tomorrow night. We'll see you then. Are you ready to explore New Hampshire, meet more than a 1,000 freedom-loving friends, and experience the free market in action? You can do all of these things and more at the Free State Project's 2011 Porcupine Freedom Festival at Rogers Campground in beautiful Lancaster, New Hampshire. Porkfest has games, hikes, live music, dance parties, fun activities for kids, and even state-free weddings. And of course, Porkfest features the famous Agora Valley, where the free market thrives. You won't want to miss speakers like Stefan Molyneux and Jane Neal Shulman, but the best part of Porkfest is being surrounded by more than a thousand like-minded, freedom-loving friends. The fun begins on June 20th, 2011, and doesn't stop until the 26th. Porkfest 2011 is the biggest liberty-oriented event in the world. 
This year, you can be a part of it. Don't miss out. Visit Porkfest.com today. That's P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. Use coupon code FREETALKLIVE, all one word, for 20% off.